Dearly beloved, we are gathered today to witness the joining of two Welcome to The Corner Booth, our weekly podcast where we discuss all things weddings, relationships, and everyday quandaries. We're your hosts, Cynthia and Megan, two wedding professionals that have seen it all and are here to help you through it. So grab your favorite beverage and let's, let's get, get cozy. cozy. Oh, I did find some headphones. We don't know how to use them. No, I know, but I found them so we can buy them now that we have a credit card, have a card. that can handle it. No. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. It's the quarter booth credit card. Rack that baby up. And <laughs> pay for all of our points, supply places. Oh, I'll send you half the bill. Exotic locations for the corner booth. <laughs> and the corner have- booth after dark. We got corner booth uh, in Travel. the mountains. It's going to be expensive to ship a corner booth to all these places. It is. We'll no. order on a plane. We'll just make that our thing. We'll just find one wherever we go. Or we'll just get a van. And put a booth, <gasps> a corner booth in it, and then we'll just, instead of fly, we'll drive it anywhere. I know a guy that's got a van. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound creepy. <laughs> <laughs> he, let, he gave me a tour of it one time. <laughs> Alex has borrowed that van. I borrowed that van. You borrowed <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, I took it all the way to uh, the Grand Tetons this summer. So this guy just gives up his van, or do you rent it out? I actually helped build a lot of it. Oh. So then, like, I have not part ownership, but part ownership of it. Okay. So, loaded it up, headed west with four of us in this van. It was very tight. But then we got up to the mountains and had a hoot. Huh. How did you sleep you know. in that van with four people? Well, there's, there's only one bed. Yeah. Two slept on the bed. One slept on the chair. I slept on the floor. So, like I said, it wasn't not. phenomenal by any means. Mm. You slept on the floor? I slept on the floor. So, you're the one that helped build it, had the connection to get there, and made it happen, and then you were the one that had to sleep on the floor. Yeah, because it's correct. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, I got the I got the short end of the stick. Yeah. Did you guys draw for it, or were you just being like nice? And no, just, like, I was hey, nice. Yeah, I was like the other couple will give them the bed, like oh, it's courteous. Couple. And then I was like, I'm the guy. I'll take the floor. I let my girlfriend at the time take the fold-out seat that kind of turns into a bed. Mm-hmm. Your your girlfriend that's not your fiance. Yeah, I. I uh, oh! Yeah. <laughs> I uh, proposed her on the trip actually when we were out there. In the mountains, it's pretty sweet. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's because Pro- girlfriend is not on Instagram. He doesn't post anything ever. Oh, yeah. Well, I yeah. guess I... I haven't posted to my personal you. account since, like, know, probably 2021, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. That's okay. Class. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. one of those guys that just, like, doesn't really post much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think my husband knows what Instagram is, so if that helps at all. But he's old. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, In case you're wondering, yeah, mysterious manly voice Hi. here. <laughs> I, I'm Alex. I am from Starlight Sound CJ. I'm owner operator. Mm-hmm. Um, also do some of the video stuff too, but yeah, I get to DJ at both of your guys' venues pretty frequently. I'd say I've been mm-hmm. to been to your guys' places a few times this summer, and uh, yeah, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. DJ. And one time you were videoing, but then I was really off my game, and. <laughs> We had just talked about video, how we, like stuff with video, and then all of a sudden we had two weddings that day, and a guy comes up and he's like really confused what he was doing. 
Him and I were having a conversation, and I was like, can I help you? And he's like, I'm the DJ. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're in the corner. But wait, oh, no, you weren't DJing. Yeah, you no, I was DJing. DJing a video, yeah. And video, that's what it was. Because we were doing both. I just, I don't remember, we were talking something about me DJing something that night, and then you, like, go straight into, oh, yeah, you can set up right over there. And I'm like... <laughs> Uh, my stuff's already like over there. And instead of being like, no, I am. You were literally like, oh, I think you're down down in the tent. Like you just prompted and said that. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on with me. We were literally just talking about you being a DJ. The DJ I did that today. We could have had like a sweet battle of the DJs though. That like, could be fun. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, you would have won that one. <laughs> did, did you get to see his performance at all? That um, night? I heard about it. Oh. And I mean. You would have won even if there was a really, really good person. Untouched. But he didn't really bring the heat, <sighs> is what I heard. I heard it ended early. <laughs> so. Yikes. Oh, no. <laughs> but. I'm trying to remember. Were you at the wedding Dan and I photographed in New Walm where it was literally, it was Matt Weekman's company. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then it was Matt and somebody else. And then they had a whole like Hispanic band that sang karaoke. Oh, what was and the it venue? Was, uh, the hotel, the Best Western, or the um, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, it is now, the conference center, yeah. But it was literally like Matt's team was on the right side of the event space, and then the Hispanic, um, like band, band was on like the left side. Was it like a mariachi and, band? Is that right? No, they literally yeah, plugged in like Spotify and sang karaoke. Oh, fun. and it was like half hour with dj half hour with band half hour dj well, half hour with band <laughs> it was it literally flip-flopped back and forth were you that there that sounds incredible it sounds really really familiar it was a long time ago you, like 2015 yeah, long ago long time ago but yes that definitely definitely rings a bell <laughs> oh man i i remember that wedding like it was yesterday <laughs> i think Vividly. that's really fun it was, incorporate both it was crazy but it was it was interesting it was I, unexpected for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because you never, like, one, you never expect to walk in and, one, have a live band, but yeah. then also a DJ, and then them taking turns. <laughs> also, I feel like it, does it confuse the guests to, like, get on to, like, one vibe and then, like, switch to another? Like, not knowing what you actually want to be doing? Left before shit got real. <laughs> oh, I guess. We, we did, a photographer. That yeah, way. yeah. We did um, first couple dances and then dipped out real hard. Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought about that because I've been always gone back and forth of being a band or a DJ, and I want both. But then, because I always have fun with in both settings, but it's because I'm like, you know, honed into that one setting every time. Right. So it'd be hard to make a decision of which one to do, or if you could switch back and forth. Just the band takes a lot of breaks for the DJ. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it would be just hard to pay for both of them. Oh like, um, yeah. Just, but it would be Not super cool it. because yeah. live music is just totally different has a totally different feel totally mm -hmm. different persona to it um that is awesome right mm -hmm. but like you said it it would be cool to have lots of different breaks that the dj could kind of butt in but it'd be really expensive yeah oh yeah for sure i love mixing beats though so i'm i had a band for my wedding but i would if i got remarried i'd have a dj mm -hmm. megan did you talk about your dj experience on the podcast yet um i don't know because i don't want to be annoying about it but megan is a phenomenal dj dj spud in case you need it <laughs> From that Thursday? Yeah. Or, yep. um, that yeah. was the band yeah. DJ situation, yeah. which is what we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. Alex came and he DJed the ceremony. And thank God you were there because the ceremony song we practiced the night before with the bridal party completely changed because everybody walked much slower. Which we the... should talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Yes. Come back to that. There's a couple things I want to um, say. But 
they they walked much slower and all of a sudden it was like the kids were coming down the aisle right about the time the bride was supposed to be coming down the aisle so i'm literally like staring at alex and i'm like two four zero like making it with like numbers with my hands and he got it he knew exactly what i meant so he looped it quick and it worked out so perfectly perfectly but like if you would not have been there it would have been fucked because i don't know what we would have done who, what was your plan for the sound before I said that I would show up for you? Like, um, you I was going to have my iPad or my phone in my like little program holdy thingy. <laughs> and and I was, it? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> that was my plan. It wasn't a great plan at all. So that's why I text Alex like a week or two before and I'm just like, any chance you're free or can I can borrow your system? He's like, I think crisp we, we were 20. recording. Yeah, we were recording. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, crisp $20 bill. And I got Venmo instead. No crisp money. Oh, That's okay. I gave you $10 extra. Yeah, she tipped me out well. <laughs> you moved a table. <laughs> okay, so how we do want to know, okay, where did you, how did you get started? Who are you? Where are where were you before you started Starlight mm-hmm. Sounds? And where did Starlight Sounds name come from? Oh, my dad, my dad actually came up with the name. Oh, cause cute. It's like I spent a long time trying to figure out how to name my DJ business because I didn't want it to seem tacky because there's a lot of, in my opinion, tacky DJ names out there mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to do what a little bit. What like? Like a lot alike? Like mm-hmm. as far as DJ names? Yeah. Not yours. I'm just saying other ones can sound sometimes be confusing. Oh, yes. They're like. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted it to sound, I mean, a little bit more, not elegant, but not classy, but somewhere in the middle of those two mm-hmm. to attract the type of client that I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to do lower end events. I wanted to do higher end events. Um, so that all kind of came into play around the the name and just the type of client that you wanted to attract. But um, as far as getting started, I would say that, I mean, back when I was like seven, eight, nine, I did these little mini shows in my basement. Oh my God, that's adorable. <laughs> so our basement was unfinished at the time. And I set up, I like sewed these little curtains together, hung strings and like made a full stage. Um, my dad helped me build this little wood yeah. stage. I put carpet on it. It was like the cat's ass. And <laughs> this is so adorable. For Christmas, I got like a little mixer board and like a little mic because my dad's friend did like some sort of studio recording of some sort. So I had a mic, I had a mixer, I had like a little DVD player that I could play like my Disney CDs on. And so <laughs> me and my sister played these shows and they're absolutely terrible. Like but, for like, your parents? Yeah. And for people? And for like the neighbors. So, like I'd write tickets <laughs> and they could come and watch our crappy show. And we just like lip synced these horrible Disney tracks. And that was kind of, I so would no say. So no real singing. Well, there was some real singing, but like, wasn't that great? <laughs> but we, we, we managed. But that was like that was like my start into really getting into, I would say, production, music, performing of some sort. That mm-hmm. whole kind of persona and acting part of it. Yeah. Um, back when I was really really little, really young. Okay. Um, but then fast forward a little bit, I had met Mega Matt, Mega Matt DJ, um, formerly Elegant Affairs. And he had a crew of like six, seven guys that would go out each weekend, do a bunch of different shows. And so I said, hey, can I come work for you? I really like this DJ stuff. I want to learn more about it. So he hooked me up. He he hired me. How old were you during this? I was 15 at the time. So oh, I literally yeah. had to get dropped off. This is why we call you Sweet Baby Alex. Yes. Because <laughs> you were night or 18 and I offered you champagne because I thought you were like 24. Yes. Yes. Wow, way to have a passion for it and get started way early. Get, yeah, started early. Yeah. 
But um, but yeah, Mega Matt hooked me up, got me started, and then he scaled back, helped me start up my own gig, um, which was really, really helpful, mm-hmm. just as far as a lot of the mic training, learning how to talk in front of groups, um, and of course, the music selection, the music um, style, and all that. Um, was it natural for you to be able to just like go in front of people and talk in front of people, or did that make you nervous? I was horribly introverted before DJing That's stuff. good to know. Because, yeah, I was horribly introverted, super nervous. My first show, I think I sweat through, like, five shirts. It's horrible. (laughs) Um, Like, I'm a nerdy engineer. I'm, I'm like, that's where I came from. Yeah. Um, But then DJing has really helped me step out of my shell and become a lot more um, Mm -hmm. personable and being able to talk in front of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And Matt really helped train me through a lot of that stuff, just being able to talk on mic. Yeah. So. So do you think that he made it easy for you to be able to, like, start your own Rather than just kind of like jumping, did you feel like you were jumping in the deep water? Did you or not necessarily? Because yeah. he he really had a big system built as far as how to run the business, mm-hmm. and so he helped kind of carbon copy a lot of that over to me. Mm-hmm. So I, like you said, didn't necessarily have to take that big jump in the deep, jump in the black yeah. of trying to figure out starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. So well, and you could still do shows and video work for him while still doing your stuff on your own. Exactly. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like a full like I'm. I quit this job yep. to do this job and hope that it does. You know. Yeah. You had totally. you had a nice like transition period. It was it yeah. was honestly a beautiful transition because then like as I was going out and doing my own shows, the weekends that I had off, I would go with Matt and watch him and like being able to mm-hmm. self correct and learn. Oh, this is something that I was doing, and now I can kind of pay attention attention to how he did it better yeah. and then take that back the next weekend and practice that and put it into put it into mm-hmm. practice so and that's also just like a great mentor where he taught you all this and allowed you to like be the benefit for him and then also being able to go on on his own so i think that's really awesome that he was such a good mentor in that way oh yeah, yeah for sure and you guys still work together now too it's not like you are completely like cut dry of him no yeah we're we're competing businesses but it doesn't feel like we compete there's plenty of work to go around but yes i i, I like help him out with videos yeah. stuff. <laughs> I was saying, sounds really familiar oh yeah exactly yeah but but yeah there's plenty of work to go around i help him out with lots of different video stuff every now and then um during well, the week yeah and you do a lot of stuff with like how cynthia and i mainly got connected with the fire and ice ball you are always at that every year yep. you have been in the past and yep. like women with heart and all that stuff too so yep big with yeah are you gonna be there helping mega matt yeah, for Fire and Ice? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot more stuff going on this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard we're like, can I, is this like top secret? No. Maybe a little bit, depending well. on what you say. <laughs> I'll just keep my mouth shut. I don't want to say anything. You're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, wait. There's like things that we don't know because it's supposed to be a secret from us. Reimagined. Yes. It's going to be epic. Yeah. Like, so fucking cool. If you, I mean, one, you can't get tickets because it's like, sold out yeah, already. Sold out. So <laughs> we cannot fit any more tables in that space. But also, you're going to miss out. So next year, mm-hmm. be on the lookout. <laughs> um, what made you want to actually start out on your own, though? Instead of like, because you had it so good with Mega Matt Productions. Like, Well, I think for me, the intention was always wanting to like have my own business at some point. Mm-hmm. I just really wanted to learn a little bit more of the ropes from Megamat. And it just happened to work out really, really well where he scaled back at the time where I was kind of ready to jump in. Mm-hmm. So um, that that was a big a big part of it. And when I initially started out, I uh, I actually wanted to do more of the like school dances, club DJ type of style. <laughs> like wicka wicka, 
<laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like big towers of speakers. You want to bring back like all of the rap music and, yeah. and things like that that gives like, you on the dance floor? Like picture the cringiest DJ you could think of and that's what I wanted to be. <laughs> I'm picturing the chaperones walking through people breaking them up. Yeah, keeping them from <laughs> grinding. Like six inch yeah. rulers. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I guess I get to do the Job's dance this year, which is like <gasps> Mankato oh, West, that takes Mankato me back. Yeah. Oh. So that's like, that was my dream gig when I was like first starting out because mm-hmm. I wanted to do like all the school dances and things like that. It's because you're so young. Yeah. It was like my crowd, right? Yeah. And it was really hard for me to want to do weddings, especially when I was 15 and like everyone's way older than yeah. me it's hard to like get in front of a group and talk when you're 15 that's true yeah being more around your peers right but also you said that you were introverted so maybe yeah. being behind the dj and like creating the party made it more fun for you rather than actually being the one that had to be out there and like hanging out with people and be the party exactly there's a lot less mic work that had to be done yeah. for like a school dance and that's mm-hmm. why especially why i've yeah. um, gravitated more towards that so did you do a lot of that uh not really yeah. i mean i I do like five to ten a year still, but mm-hmm. it's always been that amount, just especially with the amount of work there is for that type of event. Yeah. And I mean, there's just really not a lot of money there either. Yeah. So, so you said this is your, you're doing it this year, Jobs? Yeah. No, this winter. Yeah. And then, um, oh yeah, because it's not until... It's like January of, 15th yeah. or something. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, is it your first one doing, doing it? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I've attended all of them when I was in high school. Can you imagine? Yeah. You, you wanted to attend, or you wanted to be doing that, and now you're older and you get to. It's going to be such a different feel than you were expecting when you were younger. It's going to be such a throwback. <laughs> you're going to feel so old. Yeah. I'm going, yes, I'm going to feel so old. Oh. You should show up in like the dopest suit, though. Like, just look so fly. Just look on top. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a couple places we can go to. Wait, get your suit. where did you grow plug, up? Plug. Mankato. What yeah. school did you go to? West. Wait, how old are you? 23. Oh, that makes sense. So when did you graduate? When did I graduate? Yeah. 17. 2017. Oh, okay. I was like, did we go to high school together? No. No, we're well, old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated yeah. college two years before you graduated that would, high that school. Would have been, that would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no way. How did we not know each other? Whatever. That's why. Th- this is why. Yeah. Yep. Um, was there any struggles that like you found switching from working with from such a large company to going out on your own? I, there weren't a lot of things that I did differently, but some of the struggles I think I can outline as far as a lot of just the business organization and the business management that I didn't have to do when I worked for somebody, right? Mm-hmm. You work for somebody, they say, show up at this date at this time and do this and you do it. It's yeah. easy. You get paid, right? Um, as far as owning your own business, there's a lot of responsibility that goes with your name especially when you have employees that can screw up. Mm-hmm. So I've had a couple of employees who go out and do their own shows under my company, under my umbrella. And that is just such a hard thing for me, especially as it's these people's weddings. They only get one of them, right? And so if this DJ goes out and they royally screw something up, it's skin off my back, but it's no skin off their back. Right. So a lot of that, I guess, just accepting of the responsibility Mm-hmm. of anything or anything that's happening under your business was a big switch and a big jump that I didn't realize how stressful that would be. Yeah, that would be hard. I mean, and I don't think it ever gets easier until you like train people in and have such good, like you've figured it out with them. A and dialed have system. Yeah. yeah, and things change very fast. So you, sometimes you feel like you have to kind of do that over and over again. So right. that never kind of gets old. Right. I feel like sure. I deal with that a lot with like staffing or trying to have, you know, another co- when I, having a coordinator or even like a leads and feeling not comfortable leaving or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've heard this too, like um, 
if your employee can do it 80% of 80% as good as you can do it, like you're winning. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that just feels hard to get someone to get it 80% just because there's so many little mental things that you know, and you prep for Mm -hmm. that make the end result a lot better of just those many things that happen of just experience. Right. 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 It's mm-hmm. hard to teach experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the hard thing is that sometimes you when teaching it to them, like they have to learn on their own. So you have to let them fail and problem solve to figure it out to do it. But then it's hard to watch them do that too because you're just like, I can do this. So yes. yeah. And then that goes along with like to all the brides listening out there, hiring a DJ. But when you hire a DJ with experience, right, you get a lot of that, um, I guess, knowledge from the DJ of knowing what's going to happen, how to treat things really quickly, how to prep for things to avoid certain issues happening further on in the night mm-hmm. um whereas some djs who have just started out or are just a contract dj who just show up some you know a company that hired a college kid off the street to go and do weddings um they don't have the experience and knowledge of knowing some of those things that are going to happen some of that prep work so yeah mm-hmm. damn no that's very true though because like we've had so many djs come in that have been like they're the budget ones. They're the ones that you booked for $500 because you got a discount on them at a wedding fair or something yeah. like that. And mm-hmm. it shows yes. so yeah. much. Like they don't want to talk on the microphone or like they don't know how to transition from the speeches to the dance or from dinner to speeches mm-hmm. or like stuff like that. Well, and people usually don't see that because it, when it's done well, it just happens. And mm-hmm. then when it's not done well, they notice. They notice. So yes. it's hard to some people to say like, Hey, I've got this. And to knowing like you're actually in the right hands to be able to do it. And I don't necessarily want to knock those DJs either because it all depends on what the bride's priorities are and what they really mm-hmm. want for in their wedding. So if they just want someone who's low experience, just someone to basically show up and spin some tunes, mm-hmm. that's great. Like get one of those DJs, they'll play some music for you. Everything will be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then of course, if you want a little bit of that higher step, more organization and, um, planning and then maintaining the flow of the night then that's when you're going to want to spend more on your dj and so what do you think out of those levels what do you offer and give to your client or what what they what do they expect from you yeah so i think a lot of what i do is um a lot of maintaining the flow of the night Mm -hmm. of right when the guests walk in the door till they walk out of the door at the very end of the night so um keeping things moving during dinner speeches transitioning to the dance there's a lot of artwork i would say that goes into meaning a timeline Mm -hmm. um of making things feel like they flow because the number one complaint that i've heard from weddings is things take too long Mm -hmm. people want things to happen they don't like sitting and waiting for things sitting and waiting for the food sitting and waiting for the dance to start so maintaining that timeline i think is a big thing Mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah and And so you do a lot of that with the couples or do you plan the timeline at all how do you how much how involved are you? Yeah, so like when they book, I sit down and meet with them and I say, "What are you guys thinking for your two hard times, which are your mm-hmm. ceremony time and your dinner time?" Um, and then I help them kind of form their timeline from the night on. And a lot of the times, the photographer helps with that too, mm-hmm. but they're more so integral in the beginning of the day, where mm-hmm. then I kind of take over the timeline towards the end of the day, mm-hmm. along with you guys too, <clears throat> which is very um, helpful. And you guys and I are on the same page as far as when I talk to the bride, just like, "Oh yeah, Megan told me this, Cynthia told me this." of four and six or four thirty and six whatever the the best timeline is for their day um 
but yeah, keeping that timeline going is mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah, I guess that is good because usually when I'm, you know, venue coordinating, so I'm just like guiding and helping and giving my suggestions for timelines. And usually I say like, talk to your photographer in the morning, they got your timeline. Talk to your DJ at night because they got your timeline there. Yes. And I'm like, but this is my suggestion of what you shouldn't do and shouldn't do. So. Yes. Yeah, I get that. Now, when you are like setting that tone and stuff, because I've noticed stuff that like you do throughout the evening that like most DJs don't do. Now, is that stuff like you talk to the couples like, hey, we're going to play these games to kind of keep your guests engaged before we just jump into the dance? Or is it, do you have a lot of couples too that'll like, like we don't want to do any of this stuff. We just want to go right into the dance. And do you find that there's like some downfalls to that? Yeah. So oftentimes, or at least a lot of times, when you have a good caterer, they serve really fast. And then there ends up being a lot of time between dinner and dance. So that's when I like to do a couple little games to help transition from more of a lower energy dinner to a higher energy fun dance to get people laughing as they're, you know, digesting, Mm -hmm. eating their food, eating their dessert, whatever it is. Um, But if you can get people laughing, that helps bring the energy up, bring the vibe up and get ready for a party. Mm -hmm. And that's I guess that's my opinion on Mm -hmm. on the games. And sometimes you can just tell the group doesn't need it. And so then we skip it. I'm like, hey, you know, we're running perfectly on time for our timeline. We should just skip our games. Let's get the party started. And they're like, cool, let's do it. And sometimes we're like, hey, you know, we got plenty of time here between the dinner and dance. I think we should throw a couple things in and um, and get people laugh and have a little bit of fun with you guys. And I explain this to them all ahead of time in their meetings so they know, like, what the different things are, what the different options are. Mm-hmm. But then I say, hey, you know, let's let's um leave it as a play by ear on what exactly we're going to do. And then I just chat with them during dinner. What's your go to? Like how many like what's your go to games or how like do you have a certain amount that you do or? Yeah. So. I would have to say my one, my favorite game, and Megan, you've probably seen this one a lot between me and Matt, but the hand game. You know what I'm talking about? I hate the hand game. You hate the hand game? I love the hand game. It's so uncomfortable. Everybody loves it so much, but I'm just like, yeah, it's not her. Yeah, you've seen it a (laughs) million times. So the hand game is where I take all the bridesmaids, right? And line them up single file, and we take the groom in front of the bridesmaid, and we blindfold him. Oh, the hand game. The hand game. game. Yeah, I know. But let's explain it for the people that don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. So you take the groom, you blindfold him. I'm standing right next to the groom, and then the groom has to figure out which hand he took in marriage by touch. So the first lady will come up, and he'll touch your hand, and I'll say, hey, is this your wife? He'll say, nope, this isn't my wife. And this is where he has to insert any dumb reason why it's not his wife, right? These hands, <laughs> way too hairy. No chance it's my wife. But I usually preface them a little bit and say, hey, if you're going to take any shots at anybody and take shots at your wife because you know you can get away with it, like yeah. Yeah. my wife's hands are way hairier than this, right? So you don't, not necessarily knocking on all your bridesmaids. But that definitely adds to the funny level on how creative the groom is on this because mm-hmm. we throw it in his court a little bit. And sometimes it works out phenomenally where they just crush it and come up with the dumbest reasons. And... It kind of depends on who it is, too. Like, if right. they're introverted or extroverted yes. and how they can play with it. Yeah. And sometimes if I can tell that the groom is extroverted, I won't even bring it up. Because I'm like, this, I just don't think this is going to go well. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, I'll skip this. But then finally, when we get to him, uh, I step on his toe just so he knows that, like, this is actually his wife in case he doesn't know. There is a there's thing. There's a cheat. I always wonder if there's a cheat or not. There is a cheat. So I step on his toe. In case, like, hey, dude, in case you don't know, this is your wife, right? <laughs> so... Oh my god! If I were if I were him, I would be like, I don't actually want you to tell me because I want to know if I can figure it out or not. <laughs> there was one groom who who wasn't listening when I told him that I would step on his toe, 
So he guessed it wrong three times. Oh my god! Oh no! Which he was super cool with it. The audience was super cool with it, and it ended up being super funny. But I'm like, dude, like, if you would have listened, you would have known. But don't demise. But yeah, and then I usually, if I can, I try and keep the second part away from the groom knowing. Mm -hmm. But when he gets to his wife, you know, I tell him, "Yep, I'm going to tell you when it's your wife." He he says, yep, this is my wife. And then I say, if you're so sure, lean over and give her a kiss. Mm-hmm. So he leans over, gives her a kiss with his blindfold still on. And then I swap the bride out with one of the other bridesmaids. And then we have to take his blindfold off. And that's when it can be really real. That's kind of like the punchline to all of this. Yeah. Is um, then him looking eye to eye, three inches away from a bridesmaid that he thinks he just kissed. <laughs> um, so like I said, most of the time I try and keep oh. this ending part away from the groom knowing yeah and just like telling the bride and telling the girl which is honestly perfect because this is all for the groom because everyone else knows what's going on usually yeah um and usually sorry but grooms aren't going to pay as much attention to know this part of like definitely not like watch videos that came up on their tiktok or instagram has seen it before exactly like i've seen this before like i know how the game goes even if i didn't see it before like because i'm not in the business yep and he probably wouldn't have seen it so he usually can get them yep that's funny. I love it. I also like that one too because a lot of you guys do like the scavenger hunt. And oh, yeah. Do you know what the scavenger hunt is? Yeah. I feel like it's dying some, a little bit more. Yeah, but. I haven't seen it in a while. There's some DJs that do it really, really well, and there's some DJs that do it absolutely horribly. Whereas, like, when Matt's coming and done it, it's done so phenomenally. Matt but does I, a good job. But he's really good at doing it, whereas some DJs are like, oh, yeah, we saw this on TikTok or something, or yeah. we saw another, another DJ do it, but they don't execute it right. And I don't know what the difference is, but you just know when it's done right and not right. Yes. So is that one where like they say to go find something like in the crowd like with the guests right. that yeah. they haven't been having? Yeah, like two left shoes, and then mm-hmm. like you just keep like pulling away chairs until and then it's... Pulling away chairs. breaking stuff. Uh-oh. Okay. But yeah, the, then the last person up is um, cut, like slinny whittled mm-hmm. down. Oh, so it's like musical yep. chairs, and then uh, yeah. whoever doesn't yep. bring it last, or the last person bring it. And then what Matt usually does is for like the last two or three people has like a gargling contest. Oh god, that one grosses me out so much. So the, these like these yeah. last three contest- contestants have to gargle whatever song the audience picks for them. So he has mm-hmm. them get a drink, they like take three sips, and then he holds the mic in front of their face, and then they basically barf whatever the drink is on his mic while they're trying <laughs> to gargle yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But not that, great not great it can be kind of funny oh uh, yeah i i i believe every time that's happened i've walked into the kitchen because i'm like no this is not for me i cannot handle this <laughs> it, it usually does get quite a quite a few laughs though i gotta say okay so but then when you end up doing like one game can you really figure it out right away if they're like into games or not into games to know if you like keep going with it or not oh yeah usually you can tell the grand entrance actually so that's a big also a big um i guess sign of kind of what i should do for the rest of the night how well they receive the grand entrance because if they receive it really well they're probably going to be into games and really enjoy it Mm -hmm. if they're not really receiving the grand entrance well then i'll tend to stay more away from games okay. in that sense too yeah where are all the instances like throughout the evening that you're kind of like feeding like feeling out the crowd and um like reading them to know what to do i, I feel like i'm constantly reading them yeah. especially like when they first walk in are they flocked by the bar or do they grab their seats and stay quiet right mm-hmm. that's a big thing too sometimes you can hear a pin drop sometimes like you can't get them to shut up what do you do when that first happens if they all go sit down right away How do, do you get nervous right off the bat I would have to say I'm definitely, if there is a nervous spectrum, I'm definitely more concerned. 
of like there's it's it's you got more work cut yes, out for you throughout ex- the night. Right. My my job got harder, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um but yeah, if if you can hear a pin drop, you're like, Oh, this is a quiet group, we're gonna have to work a little bit harder. Sometimes sometimes the quiet groups actually can be really into games because mm-hmm. it's a lot typically a lot more older people. Yeah. We'll just kinda sit, be quiet and watch and mm-hmm. they kinda like that entertainment. Yeah. They're getting entertained, but they don't actually mm-hmm. have to go out there and do anything. Yep. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes they're just like nobody really knows each other and mm-hmm. everyone's a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. and they don't receive the games well at all. Mm-hmm. So there, there is, I don't know, there's a lot of watching that goes on. So like I said, yep, mm-hmm. when they first walk in, um, do they go to the bar, um, how loud it is, and then right after dinner, if they all still, again, stay seated, or if they all get up and flock everywhere, go to the bar, go to the bathroom, talk to the bride and groom, all that mm-hmm. kind of fun stuff too. So that's another thing that I'm watching. Yeah. Them, so. I usually have a couple indicators, which I, I know it's kind of a sidetrack because it doesn't really necessarily um, involve you, but I can always tell when they're going to be a, what type of crowd they're going to be ahead of time. If they are bush light drinkers, if they oh. do bush light kegs Ooh, versus I never any other kegs. Yeah. So I know that ahead That's of time. That's so true. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. Uh-huh. Or if they have a band. Usually if it's a band and bush light, I can know that it's going to be a crazy night. Yep. And I know there's going to be a lot of smokers as well. So like there's like yes. things that like come in hand where I know exactly what's going to happen throughout the night before they, a guest even arrives that day. Yes. So. Yeah. Which is interesting too because on that spectrum – the smoker groups never dance as much because they're mm-hmm. always out smoking and talking, and they're yeah, just they're a talking, social group. Ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is which is fine. And sometimes they just like sitting by the bar talking and actually listening to the music. Yeah. Like a lot of times they'll come up and request some dumb song, and I'm like, no one's gonna dance to this. And they're like, that's the point. We just want to listen to it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Ugh, I can't bring down this mood. I'm like I can't do that. I will say there was my girlfriend's wedding. I was a bridesmaid in it, and I got a little too drunk. And at the end, of the, closer to the end of the night, so I'm glad that it was the end of the night. Um, but I requested a song because I really wanted to listen to it and it was the worst song to pick and I can't believe that I ever said to pick that. Colt 45 and Tuesday. Oh no, that's a great song to pick, right? That's a banger. That's a banger. I love that song. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was too drunk to like think about my my surroundings and like just read the room. Mm-hmm. Well, that song's not a great song to play at a wedding. No, that's a great Sometimes one. Sometimes it actually No, it's a great bangs. one. No, it is. It's but like I'm with it's a good song. It's a good it's a good one. But Some people get really offended by it. That though. is true. You have to be, you have to know <laughs> you have your to audience. Be very well. careful with that yes. song. Yeah, but if there's someone requesting it, usually there's there's going to be a group that's going to be into it there. Okay, so what was usually the song? it's okay. It was Barbie Girl. No, <laughs> Aaron I, Carter. I feel may like I want to make sure piece. I say it right because I feel like. But you know, ironic by um, Alanis Morissette. Ironic. Yeah, I played oh. that. It says rain on your wedding, rain yes. on your wedding day. <laughs> I was like, everyone's gonna. That's not a great sing song. song. I was thinking it was gonna be like a Whitney Houston, no, like Celine Dion, like no. let's rain. Everyone's like, let's gonna sing, sing along. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is all. This is a bad omen. I think. And I was like, I didn't think about that until I played it at a fucking wedding. Because it's, it's ironic. It's not a great song to play at a wedding. That's what I mean. I'm an idiot. And that's everyone... the song you listen to in the cab ride home. Right. Which is, maybe that's what my mentality was. <laughs> you, were already, you were already on the way home. You were yeah. out of here. I was already at the oh. A-bar like, in my head. Oh, that was really bad. Speaking of song requests, it's, it seems like it never fails. 11.30 rolls around. Some drunk bridesmaid rolls up. You, ha- you have to play the WAP song. Like, you yeah. have oh, to play the WAP song. And I'm like, I can't play that at a wet. Like, that doesn't work. I can't do that. <laughs> so my, my go-to is always, like, if the bride is sober, like, I'll 
I'll watch for that first. You have to go get the bride to tell me I can play the WAP song uh-huh. if you want the WAP song played. And That's nine times one. out of ten, the bride's like, no, you can't play the WAP song. Yeah. And it's not like, go ask the bride. It's come have the bride tell me because I know you're not actually going to ask the bride right. if you ask the bride. How do you feel about the wobble? I like the wobble. Okay, I love the wobble. I like and the wobble. And I request it probably every wedding because it's a line dance that will get a crowd to do it. So, like, either you teach people how to do it while you're on the dance floor, so then they will come out, yep. or people already know it. So, and if you already know it, it's a reason to get on. You taught me how to do the wobble. See? At Madison Lake Days, not Madison Lake Days, Minnesota Lake Days. What are those? Fest Egg. Oh, Fest Egg. Yeah, you yeah. taught me how to do the wobble at See? Fest Egg. And I love, Cute. I'm a, I'm a slew for a choreographed dance. It, it's, okay. it's funny because there's like, I don't know, four different ways to do the wobble. They're all like basically the same, but there's like different style points that you mm-hmm. can get. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I'll get a bridesmaid to come up and like scream at me because I'm doing it wrong because she knows a different way. Wait, and I'm are like, you out there dancing? Oh, yeah. Hell like, yeah! <laughs> I'm teaching them how to do it, right? Yeah. Because like, I'm, get everybody out there. Okay, guys, if you don't know how to do it, I'll teach you. Right? Yeah. And so then I'm like doing it, and the bridesmaid's like, "No, watch me. Like, this is how you actually do it." And I'm like, I'm like "Okay, okay. Watch me. Sure, I'm, I'll go back behind the the table again." And it's like yes. instead of like walking back, you like do a spin back. Just right. like stupid it's stuff. It's like, like you do your own little flair. Yeah. We're all doing the right. same thing. We all end up in the same points that we're supposed to. Just it's, let us do it. That's the point of yeah. line dancing. Yes. Yeah. It's like no one does the same. Keep it shuffle. If you're really into it, like you'll, you'll yeah. spin or like you move your shoulders, yeah. or, like move your toes, whatever. Mm-hmm. I always request also Copperhead Road, which is also not a great one. <laughs> not, it depends, <laughs> at right? At the end of the night, Sometimes, if people know it. if I have, like, a totally hick crowd, mm-hmm. like, they'll, like, jam that shit. Mm-hmm. And they'll all know the line. I don't even know the line dance, but if they know the line dance, they'll but go for it. But it's super easy. So as long as you know a couple people who know the song and like the song, they will be able to learn the dance very easily, too, mm. usually. Yes. It's pretty easy. Yeah, I always do that. Uh, on the topic of fun songs, I really like... One that's really, really been working well lately is um, Dixieland Delight. Oh, yeah. It's been banging. Dixie. Dixie. No. Yeah. No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Afternoon Delight. Oh. No, wrong one. No. No. <laughs> no. Country, but I don't sing on this. That's old. So old I know. I'm doing it. Um, but it's like. Ooh. See, I like uh, new country. Kim can't play not it. Not old country. Yeah, no, we can't play it because we'll get yeah. copyrighted. It, it's the one where they all chant in between the ones where it's like, fuck LSU and Tennessee oh, too. Yeah. Hold fine. her up against the wall. Yeah. Yep, that one. Yeah. Oh, dirty. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, sure. It's, yeah. it's super. Um, also, I have another one that I requested. I'm, I'm like the person on the dance floor that I will always be on the dance floor and I'm always requesting songs <clears throat> and sometimes I just, I shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> but I did have one and this is why we can put E on our thing. <laughs> but her name was Dallas as the bride and I yeah. decided. Dick down in Dallas. Yeah. Yes. Railed out in Raleigh. She was so mad. Out in Tennessee. <laughs> I should have known. She either loves it or she hates it. And I swear to God, with the boys that, like, she married one of my boyfriend's, like, best friends. And, like, they all love that song. So I was like, this has to be a funny thing. I swear to God, we have to have been together and she'd loved it before. And the DJ was like, you, you, same thing that same you thing, do. Yep. Like, the bride has to say yes to this. I'm not, like, he knew her name. Like, I was like, it's her name. She loves it. And he's like, you need to have her come up. And I should have known better because she either would love it or hate it. And, for some reason, I was like, well, I know she'll love it. And he wanted her to come up. And I think I, I don't know. He played it, though. <laughs> and she it was didn't on, go over well. She was on the dance floor literally like 
fucking change this. And I was like, <gasps> I can't believe I just did this on her wedding day. <laughs> Is it sad that I thought that that was just like a TikTok trend? I didn't know it was an actual song no, until literally song. like three months ago at a wedding. Oh, I'm man. blowing out candles and starting to like pull off centerpieces. And all of a sudden I heard it come on. And I'm like, yeah, dick down in Dallas, railed out in Raleigh. <laughs> Buck fun Boston. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, this is a real song. Oh, there's like four verses to it. Yeah. Oh my I god. Love it. I I don't even know. And no if, fucking idea. It was a real song. Yeah. And if that works well, drop them out will also work very well. Ooh, like okay. they, they're yes. like back to back. It's like a paired. You have to play it right. Oh, um, good to know. Yes. Drop them out. Okay. Let me see them titties. Okay, but these are also songs you do not play until 11 or 11.30 after grandparents are gone. Yeah. You have to know your audience very well. Yeah. Yes. On yeah. those ones. Damn. But then, but then you know, like, Cole for Thought is going to do well. <laughs> yep. Yep. Let's bring it back to all of the 2000s, too. Okay, hypothetically, let's say... The wedding is really quiet, really slow. There's not a single person on the dance floor. What do you do? Slow songs. A slow song to get people back out, especially because a lot of the old people at that time, mm-hmm. if there's, if it's a really quiet, quiet group, nobody's dancing, um, I would have to say eight times out of ten, slow song, gra- grab people back out. Yeah. Get people back out, and then from there, I'll typically like go straight into an interactive like Cupid Shuffle or Cha-Cha Slide or Wobble, like any of those things we talked about. Probably mm-hmm. not Wobble if it's earlier in the night. Um, so like fishing in the dark, like those kind of ones. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That that kind of stuff. And then, especially if a bunch of older people turn out for that slow dance, then I'll play oldies right after that, because mm-hmm. that slow song is like the cue. Because the wife always jabs the husband, like, "Hey, yep. honey, let's go dance." And then you play, um, if they're really old, like rock and robin or old time rock and roll, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I said, especially if it's earlier in the night, mm-hmm. and play your battle that way. Yeah. That's kind of my approach, I'd say. What's your backtracking? What's your like first go-to to get people on the dance floor when the dance is starting, like after the first dance is? I, this is like kind of a hot topic between DJs, especially at the DJ convention. Um, but I always start with two slow dances. So get everybody mm-hmm. out there because everybody comes out and dances for the slow dance. Like it's usually a packed dance floor. Yeah. But Looks it's great for your photos. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the photographer's there. Um, usually it takes like 30 seconds of like a dead dance floor right at the beginning of it. Cause everyone's like a little bit timid cause nobody wants to oh, go yeah. there first. But once the first person goes, then it's like a chain reaction. Then it, then it fills out. And you know, that works because I remember being on a dance floor and I'll do like a beginning something that gets, gets, gets us out there. And then all of a sudden being like, Oh, now I feel like obligated. We got to stay out here. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. Even it's if it's like, like everybody's like fading away. Yeah. I'm like I will keep it going. And then like versus starting with a fast song sometimes i feel like that's cheesy like okay everybody let's party like come on dance we just ate like a four course meal we're not gonna get up and start boogieing so instead of like hitting them in the face i like to ramp into it a little bit more with the slow slow songs and then um if it's a little bit like if i'm getting a country vibe i love starting with cotton eye joe Mm -hmm. and right at the end of the slow dance i'll say look at your partner and repeat after me tonight i will outdance you and then hit them with cotton eye joe and then they swing each other around, and it's really fun. I hate Cotton Eye Joe. I love Cotton. Ugh. I love Cotton Eye Joe. I hate it. I would literally look at you and be like, "Later." Like, I'd be like, "Oh, I'll <laughs> dance you later." Bye. After the song, going to get a drink. <laughs> but that's just me being a Debbie. No. <laughs> you a Debbie Downer at a wedding? No. Only to those songs. I literally like the songs that get kids out there bother me so much. Like the old ones, or yeah, like the uh, what's the like twist like those songs oh do mm. the twist i hate it what are your thoughts on kids at weddings 
kids at weddings i think a wedding is a family event so i think kids should come (sighs) i know kids can be really really showing your age right now i know (laughs) i know kids can be super super annoying at like do you like doing that doing all those songs to the kids in the the beginning i hate it but i know it's the right thing to do do you think it's the right thing to do how many times can you hear let it go or let it snow what is let it go go. baby shark yeah yeah Yeah, before you want to like throat punch somebody no it's more of like the oldies that you do for the kids so that the it's just the grandparents coming out with the kids doing the Mm -hmm. twist one thing i hear from every event manager is that they hate kids just because they're so reckless sometimes well, yeah they're they all run around break shit and then you have the, the parents who are not doing anything while there's things not watching like, them yeah. yep yeah. yep to- i totally get that yeah. or like their speech is going on and then they'll go and try and take Scream. care of it and they'll bring them to another room but it's not <sighs> actually i i know i i'm thinking, we were thinking the same thing i know exactly yeah. what megan's gonna say what? i'll let you take this one. um well we've already talked about it on the podcast oh, have but you? yeah um, Kimmy is one of our listeners, and Kimmy, Alex hey Kimmy, we love you dearly. Um, but yes, there were children at her wedding that caused a commotion, and it was a lot <laughs> during speeches. I felt and so Alex bad. was standing up front, being like, "And now for the father of the groom." I was like, "Yeah, I'd like to direct your attention back up here, like just trying to pivot back away from it because it was a, a big commotion, and just trying to and yeah. bring one, things back around." Well, one, one lady's room. like literally like screaming, and I'm like, "Stop screaming!" Like, she's the kid's taken care of. It's fine. Jeez. What was happening? Well, is your back room closed at that time? Yeah, but it was... I, we, well, that's we, what I'm saying is, like, there's nowhere to go. Like, you're yeah. all in one room. There's not, like, another room besides going outside Well, and this, this was an incident where the kid just needed to be picked up and, like, just walked outside with. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But I've had them where people think that they go in our space into the lounge area because they think it's a different room because it's oh, the bar. Yeah. But it's really not because there's a whole wall that's missing and yeah. it connects the rooms. And they're running back and forth and screaming and playing and talking. and it's Or, like, the big crowd of parents, like, couples that are hanging out in there and just, like, having the full-on conversation while everything else is happening. Yes. And it's, like, you're distracting. And I try and shut the doors to, like, passively, aggressively be, like, please shut up. Fix your kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fix your kids. Or maybe you're grown adults. Please stop talking. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and no one – they don't – either they catch on, and then I feel like, oh, well, maybe that was too aggressive, passive-aggressive. Or but it works, so that's fine. Classic Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it doesn't. And I'm, like, how does that not get you? How do you not realize what I'm doing? <laughs> Yeah, but I think I get it's a family event, and I get why children maybe should be involved. From that, do I sound convincing? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) no, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just I'm I will forever be team no children at weddings, but that's just me. Megan, I want to circle back on the ceremony that we did together, where I DJed for you for the just for the ceremony. Yes, yes. Um, talking about that song that I looped back around. I want to say, brides oftentimes are very um, unknowledgeable and unknowing on the ceremony situation, and that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. And there's no one else to really walk them through it besides the DJ, because obviously Mm -hmm. it's the music. And I think a lot of DJs don't put the proper effort into this that they should, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, of really communicating what songs need to be played and when. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially for, are you seating the parents and the grandparents? Do you want a separate song for them? And do you have any flower girls or ring bearers? Because those are like, big variables as far as timing mm-hmm. of walking down the aisle because if they pick one song for seating of the parents grandparents their whole eight person or 16 person wedding party and their three two-year-olds that are walking down the aisle for a minute and a half each they're not going to have enough time on one song yeah so is that how that did 
did the groom walk down to that song? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, the the groom, everybody walked up for the one like we did. Everybody walked. Oh down. shit! I, don't, I yeah. was like, I mean, you saw me literally thirty minutes before the ceremony. I'm like standing there freaking out. And I'm like standing there by Alex sweating. I'm like, you need to clip everything onto me right now <laughs> because I don't know what's happening. And he's like, okay, okay, yeah. I got Megan, you, Megan. Oh, Megan, you Just, look great. You're doing you're good. You got do this. Fabulous. So, yes. how often during your like meetings do you do you ask all those questions? And is that normal for all DJs too? How often do they not do that? I think most DJs don't ask. They just say, really? "What songs do you want for your ceremony?" And then the bride just gives them some songs. See, and I can tell because even though I'm not the venue coordinator, but I ask these questions at the rehearsal because DJs are not there for the rehearsal. Yep. And then they're starting to walk, and I'm like, "Okay, well." are you doing the same song or even a different song when you're walking down? Right. Is it changing? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I don't know that answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, now also, like, who's cueing you to start walking? Are, is the music cueing you or is are you cueing the music? Right. So <clears throat> I always get very frustrated with that of not, like, feeling like the DJ is make, having those questions. Yes. Like, that they should be asking sometimes. And I love it when Megan's event coordinating um, at the Capitol Room because she really she always gives me the thumbs up through the curtains and mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, you don't usually tell when I'm not so. from from that standpoint. <laughs> uh, so Megan is super helpful in that mm-hmm. in that a- aspect of or any like event coordinator in that sense is really yeah. helpful of running the cues in that sense or in the ceremony. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you have a bunch of little ones running down for like your ring bear or your flower girl and if you're seeing your grandparents and parents you need like you need the music because it's going to take a long time especially those little ones take forever to get down the aisle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you'd recommend probably like two three songs like yeah. maybe like a song for parents grandparents song yep. for bridal party song for bride i i think it works best when the grandparents and parents get seated just during like the pre-ceremony oh, like yeah. it's not a fit like official it's not a part of the actual yeah because it kind of gives everyone the sense of, like okay shut up like we're starting the ceremony a and then B, um, it's just a good buffer of um, they get seated. You don't have to have a special song because usually it doesn't take a full song. Mm-hmm. And then you can start with your wedding party song. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes two, like if you have a big wedding party and little ones, because little ones can be a huge variable. Yeah. Right. And brides who want to hit like a specific time on mm-hmm. their song and they have a little one in between and they want one song for the wedding party and themselves. I'm like, you like, I can't there's even. No way there's no you. way. Mm-mm. Just because the little ones like they get nervous and then they mm-hmm. free like. How do you feel about kids at the ceremony doing that? Kids at the ceremony doing that, it can be cute. I think if you have an older one to pull them in a wagon, that works so much better. Mm -hmm. If the older one is, like, responsible enough to be able to, you know, coherently understand, okay, I need to get from point A to point B, pull the wagon, works great. If you have a little one who's, like, can't really talk, can kind of walk, maybe we'll make it down the aisle, maybe won't. It can be some funny things. Like, at, at Kimmy's wedding. I, was, I did the video for it, and when I was editing it, it was really funny because her little daughter was the, the flower girl. Yeah, and Hans was there. Yes, Hans was there, sound. running right, sound. Yep. And I was filming it, and her daughter walks down the aisle by herself, yep. and then she stops and sees a Cheerio. So she picks it up, <laughs> and she eats it. And she's, like, looking around, and then she, like, continues to walk down the aisle, and I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. I, like, got it perfectly That's adorable. It was awesome. Okay, those moments are happening. fun. Those moments are fun. Yeah. But we did mention it because last week we talked about planning your ceremony and we pretty much went down to like the nitty gritty of like time and uh, like who should be involved and all that stuff. Yeah. And that was when we talked about kids, but obviously, you know, our stance on kids. But (laughs) we said (laughs) that like it's a good like having a ring bear, having the like, well, junior bridesmaids are different, but like having the flower girls. But like if 
my opinion was that if they're if you can tell they're nervous and it's not going to work and it's going to be too much to try and like coax them like the parent has to be a certain spot and trying to coax them the mm-hmm. whole time then it's not worth it yeah it's like not just pull them it's not gonna make or break it or pick them up and walk them down like i see that happen a right. lot too yeah i mean i've been a part of a wedding and they had the wagon with the kids yeah but then um i was like in charge of like getting them all like to go and it was so awkward awkward for me it wasn't it was a beautiful ceremony and the ceremony was not awkward in any way but like trying to get them to go and it worked great but i had to like be a little bit a part of it where like it was holding the kids and like getting them going mm-hmm. and so i was like at like the end of the aisle like helping get him and I'm, I'm like not a part of the family or wedding or anything so it was just really awkward that like i was kind of a part of it but not really which is more the only reason it was awkward because i used to be part of the family-ish i was like dating the uh groom's brother nice. at the, oh. be, like in nice. the past nice. so it was just really weird that like i was helping with that part and like kind of a part of the wedding and but not really like i helped her like coordinate some stuff but yeah so but the wagon worked really well the wagon, the wagon's a the good wagon one. can work and yeah. it's always a good idea mm-hmm. i have to say like a lot of times if the kid does something dumb too like you'll get a lot of laughs from your guests. Mm -hmm. Like, I always hear a bunch of, like, chuckles when the kid just, like, when she picked up the Cheerio. Like, you can't play. (laughs) Just, like, stupid stuff like that. That's so great. I love that. I don't remember that, but, yeah. (laughs) I think I was back in the back with Kimmy because I I remember, like, at rehearsal, I'm like, ooh, this group needs some help. So I'm like, Kimmy, I love you. I'm here. What do we need? Let's get this part. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's fix this. Um. Okay, I know I have, we haven't asked this yet, and I want to make sure that we do. What is, like, your booking process, though? So, like, when are people, like, the time frame people are supposed to be booking you? Like, venue, it's usually anywhere from two years to a year out, depending on, you know, when you book and everything and what venue it is. Um, so, when should they book you by? When is it kind of feeling like it might be a little too late or that they're a little bit behind the ball? And then what's your process from there? Yeah, so I would have to say most of my booking happens, like, 12 to 16 months mm-hmm. more so on the year end of the spectrum okay. um but they you know i have a form on my website they fill it out and then i reach out to them i always like to talk on the phone with my brides um just because there can be a lot more feeling out from both ends mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. they can feel me out i can feel them out we can decide hey is this a good fit from here on out to move forward mm-hmm. then i like to schedule a meeting with them before they even like make their deposit or book just as a second step to like Make sure we're a good fit because I don't want to work for someone um, who's not a good fit for me and vice versa. Sometimes they don't want to obviously work with me because I'm not a a good fit for them. Um, So I like to sit down and talk through the planning process of like, this is how I like to run the night. This is like the different things that I do. Um, And then basically ask them a bunch of questions that they can write down and take notes. And then if they want to, from there on out, they can book or they can, you know, take it home and think about it or you know, say, hey, this isn't quite for us. And then at that point, I'll refer them to a couple other people. But that's, uh, I guess, my booking process. And then I meet with them once more before their wedding, obviously, to tie up the details. But okay. So once they book you, there's only one more time up to the wedding. Yep. And what yeah. time frame is that like? Usually? You should do a month. Month for? Yep. I like yeah, it pretty tight. Yeah. And then it's not really much you need to do in between that. Exactly. Right. From a, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are, have you ever had it where you know it's not going to be a good fit? And <clears throat> yes. So sometimes, like, it depends on what kind of a good fit if it like I'm feeling out. If it's like they just really want something simple, um, like we just want someone to show up and play music, but we're sitting in a meeting. I'm like, hey guys, you know, I think you don't need to pay the money for me, 
Mm-hmm. I think you should just go get someone who will just play music for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, do you actually say that to them? Yeah, I'll be like, oh, hey, damn. you don't need me. Like, I don't need to come and do your events. You're not doing a grand entrance. You're not doing any of this. Like, you don't need to pay for me. Just get someone who will show up, set up their gear, and play some music. Mm-hmm. You're doing a barn wedding at your uncle's shop. I don't need to be there. Um, sometimes if I'm, like, getting really creepy vibes, then, <laughs> like, I don't want to work with these what people. What is a creepy vibe to you? Yeah. I don't, like... Like the bride and groomer, or like the bride and groom, or the groom and groom, or bride and bride are like touching each other constantly, like creepy, no. like that, or like touching you, like just creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. That Hi, be Alex. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's your temperature like today? <laughs> no, but you just you're not getting a good. Yeah, like feel. just general. Like if you think someone's creepy, like you don't want to work for them, right? Like if right. just in general. Yeah, I mean, I've had couples where I know that maybe my my planning process is going to be either too much for them uh-huh. and i know that like it's not going to jive well yeah. so i've maybe tried a little bit less to try and get them to book just because i know it might not be the greatest fit yep. but mine is a little bit different than when you if, well you do multiple weddings in one day mm-hmm. but there are like photographers who only do one wedding so like mm-hmm. i know photographers who actually turn down couples because they're like i'm only going to book one yep. and they want to have you know a good they want to have the same vision and like vibes yep so they turn them down yep but and I guess my way to turn them down is to just bid it really high. Because, yeah. like, if they're really creepy and <laughs> they pay, like, double of what I normally charge, then, like, I'll go deal with the creepy for double what I normally charge. And we got to meet with them a month before. Yeah. <laughs> and then day of the wedding. They could change in a year. A yeah, lot can happen in a year. I mean, usually yeah. if they're creepy, their guests are really creepy. And then, like, there have been some tough situations when people get really drunk and come and, like, try and fight the DJ because they don't play their song. Like... Or I've an efficient try to fight you for a microphone. For a microphone, yeah. Mm. You mentioned she, that last she got her too. cupcake. Yes. She got yeah. her cupcake. It's in the contract. Oh my god, really? In her contract, it says she gets a cupcake at every wedding. She got her cupcake. Yeah. She probably and got she left. dinner and a cupcake. No, she didn't say for dinner. She no, literally just a grabbed her cupcake oh. and while we were flipping the room and left. Interesting. Yeah. After she fought both Alex and I, after and both of him and I are standing there, we're like. Okay, we don't care. Take the handheld microphone. We don't give a fuck that you don't want the wire, yeah. like the he- the headset one. Like, yeah. just leave. <laughs> Get out here. Oh. Okay, and then during your month, um, so pretty much at that one meeting a month out is mm-hmm. when you pretty much have all the conversation with everyone, uh, or have the conversation about like what are like. Do you have a, like a do not play list or list or do play? I don't know all that. Yeah, so like, go ahead, Megan. I know no, I was going to say recommended songs. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I just couldn't use words. Yeah, so I plant a lot of that in our first meeting. Mm-hmm. I ask all the questions. I'd say, take notes on this stuff, and mm-hmm. then if you book, like, you have these notes ready, and you can work on this stuff between now and our second meeting. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, start on your Do Not Playlist, start on your, on your playlist, and then anything of, like, their first dance, grand entrance song, um, if you want to do a voiceover in your father-daughter track, things like that, mm-hmm. they can prep, and then in the second meeting, they should have all that done. And I'll usually send them a note like two months out, like, hey, just wanted to check in, um, want to schedule our meeting. And then also um, make sure that you got all of the things in your notes. So you're working on the things in your notes to get done for your second meeting. So then they're ready to go. <coughs> I think it's like a really good way to go about it because there's some companies like the bigger ones in Minnesota that like they send out their shit like the week of. Like That's a lot tough. of our couples, they don't know their DJ until literally yeah. the week of the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Like, do you have people who are, go out for you too? Do uh, they know that ever or how does that work for you? So I've got 
I guess two guys who have done a handful. I don't do a ton of double bookings on a weekend. I'd mm-hmm. say I do five to ten a year. Mm-hmm. But I've got two guys who work for me, Hans and Seth. Um, but yeah, if wait, Seth that I know, Seth or a different Seth? Seth that you know. Okay. But he's he's more so just getting back from that. He did a bunch for me last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then I'll tell the couple, yep, you're getting Hans, you're getting Seth. Um, and sometimes those two will even like hop on a FaceTime with me when I'm meeting them. So, hey, this is your DJ. This is the guy who's going to be partying with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to kind of do a lot of the corresponding with you of taking the notes and doing the booking and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's still personal because it's you doing it and it's your company. Right. And everything. So. Mm-hmm. Right. It's different than when it's a, like contracted company. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And you don't meet the DJ until a couple of days before where like, I mean, even yeah. this last weekend, like after like all the conversations that I'd had with the couple I had had with the DJ company, the DJ company still had the wrong times down for no. everything. And it was like 1030 and I'm like, okay. So I walked up to him and I'm like, hey, so because there's a lot of DJs where I do, I bother like three times during the night. Yeah. Where unless it's like Alex, I'll just come sit in his DJ booth and we'll take chill. his job from him. <laughs> yep. Um, but like he, I went up to him 1030. I'm like, yo, okay, what's your last song going to be? Because I'm going to pull out these cold sparklers for it. Like I want to, I want to have a plan in place. So I have to get these fuckers warmed up too. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, my last song's at 11. I think it's going to be this. I'm like, wait, your last song's at 11. My last song's at midnight. Mm. And he's like, nope nope i'm like well i have an email right here from your boss that says like the last song's at midnight but i am and that fucker then literally i shouldn't say fucker but like i didn't like him (laughs) clearly um well i didn't like i don't like the company um anyways they went out and to the bride and groom and went and just like, well, it's going to be $150 for me to stay until midnight uh, extra. So he charged them extra that night to stay later at their wedding. What an asshat. Which I'm really surprised because most DJs go till midnight. midnight. And like, yeah. I'm, I'm more of the, because my venue ends at 11 unless you pay for longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually I have to be like, okay, you can add on. But maybe I even prompt it when, I'm, when they're adding the hour on. Make sure to talk to your entertainment, your band or DJ, to make sure that they know when they can, pl- or if you have to pay extra with them to extend it, and making sure that ha- conversation happens. But usually it's like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. They're used to they're they're supposed to be playing for an extra hour and they're not. Yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. Speaking of which, I think most, I would have to say seventy percent of weddings, I think would be best ending at eleven. Oh, like hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and your party on a high note. Yeah, like, right, right, right. My wedding on Saturday, though, there was a hundred people there yet at midnight. So, that dance floor was packed mm-hmm. all night long. And sometimes there's that 30% where they just like are ready to party. But I would have to say the average wedding, 11 o'clock is a great wrap up time just because mm-hmm. people like they're tired. Like they've been there since 3.30. Right. And or I usually. Yeah. Or, yeah. For right. the wedding party. Right. right. Like especially the couple, the people who are there, like once the like, you know, the couple leaves. It's like, what's the point in still being there? Mm-hmm. So if they right. can't make it the whole day and the, all even to the evening, then why should you? Right. I feel like I have that conversation a lot where we are at 11 and you can pay till midnight if you want to. And it's not really that much more. So it makes it worth it. And people usually like if if they're that crowd, they know that they're a crowd and they choose to. Yep. And it, it pays off like, you know, that it's that type of people. But I yep. usually when they're like contemplating, I'm like, OK, either you end at 11 and that means that you have enough time to get any, anything out get everyone out, 
they get back to their hotel and then you have time to either have a hotel party if you want to keep on going yep. or you have time enough, enough time to go to a bar to like hang out until the bar closes like but if you end at midnight you're not going to get back to your hotel until one o'clock you have to like take it yeah. into an hour account exactly and then you get home and then it's by the time you actually get an uber or go somewhere to another bar if it's that's what you're doing or going to be hanging out in the hotel lobby like you're going to lose people because they're going to go to their rooms so it's just like easier to end at 11 because then if you want to continue something you get to the nest the destination you're staying at and doing it there and sometimes those yeah. after parties are some of the best memories too. right yeah. right Hell yeah. mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. lose so many people like i'm definitely those a bar people and if i end at midnight and we get to our hotel just to change and then go meet people nine times with a ten i'm like i actually probably don't need to have any more to drink and i'm gonna go to bed and then yep. i don't make it to it exactly yeah so. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas 11 o'clock, you still have a little bit of gas in the tank, wanting, like, ending on a high note, yeah. like you said, wanting a little bit more rather mm-hmm. than ready to go home. Yeah. So then you can go and do that mm-hmm. hour and a half of, of after party or whatever. Right. And then everyone that was at the wedding leaves remembering, like, the memory of the wedding, leaving, like you said, on that high note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were so many people. It was such a fun party. Like, we were all on the dance floor. Right. And that's what they remember. And mm-hmm. another thing to add on to this a little bit is at the National DJ Convention on the coast, East Coast and West Coast, a lot of the DJs say that they wrap up between 10 and 10.45. Like, mm-hmm. coastal weddings wrap up a lot earlier than Midwestern weddings. Let's hmm. not forget, though, coastal weddings usually have a much higher price tag totally. than yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Totally. So it's totally. a little bit different. It's totally different. And we drink differently yeah we got bush like cowboys here yeah Yeah. Yeah. i had people ask me on saturday for spotted cow and i looked at them and i'm like are you fucking serious right now yeah Yeah. and they're like we're just kidding i'm like but are Uh, you also spotted cow's not that good (laughs) i used to love it and yeah now i don't see the hype yeah well i think it's hyped because you cannot get it in minnesota right right like that one poor bar lost his entire company because he had it on tap oh Oh, really yeah that's how much yeah it's illegal to sell and he had like marketed as like odell or something and like somebody told the authorities that it was spotted cow and he lost his entire fucking company Megan. Sorry, yes. one more thing I want to circle back on, mm-hmm. talking about our officiant and the headset mic. Hand mic. <laughs> I don't know. Is it still bothering me? Because it bothers me so much. It, like, that whole moment, I remember walking, because I, I saw Alex sitting in a chair, and I'm like, oh, this man does not sit at all. It took patience. And this woman was standing over top of him, like, talking to him, like, talking down to him. yelling at you? Firmly, not yeah, yelling. Yeah, not okay. yelling, but like talking very sternly. And I'm like, I'm going to go check in. And I walk up there, and she's just going on, like repeating the same story over and over. I'm like, okay, so let's just do the handset, and we'll be good. Yep. And Alex is like, yep, here you go. And then you just walked away. And I'm like, oh, oh, he's pissed right now. <laughs> it was like my – I was very passive-aggressively trying to be helpful, like – I'm pissed. Here you go. Here's what you want. I'm going to give you exactly what you want because this is what you want. I'm done with this. But it just, it makes it so much better when you have a headset and they have their hands free. I think it sounds better because most people don't know how to talk into a mic, especially Mm -hmm. a lot of officiants who haven't officiated many weddings. She may have been a little bit different, but a lot of people don't know how to talk into a mic because when the mic is fixed to your face, you can't fuck it up. And then... There's not that juggling mic noise. Oh, you dropped the mic, you idiot. Okay, fine. Or the... Yeah, the... Noise. That everyone hears when you're trying to turn the pages of your... Yeah. This woman got into a verbal altercation, though, on wearing a headset mic weeks before that. That's why she was... Somebody... She had a moment... That hard, though. 
on it. Yeah. So she just was like expecting you guys to be the same with her. And so she just automatically had defenses up right away. And you guys are like, we don't care. You do whatever you want. Just take yeah. the goddamn handheld. Yeah. Get out of yeah. here. Oh, man. So, we don't care. So to, to continue on that just a little bit more, I like doing the headset and then a lapel mic on the groom to pick up both the bride and the groom's vows because they're standing so close to each other because mm-hmm. it cleans up your picture so much and it eliminates the mic noise. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really, really helpful for your ceremony is right. if you have the headset mic for the officiant, the lapel for the groom to pick up your vows so people can actually hear your vows because a lot of people can't normally because DJs don't mic them up or they have like pass the mic back and forth and that I think is just ugly. And so. you usually provide that for your ceremonies? Yep. Yep. And then if there's someone who you know, wants to do a reading, I'll set up a mic stand off the side. They can read their mm-hmm. poem or passage or whatever. Yeah, so. I like that. Honestly, it felt super dope wearing a headset mic piece. Like, it felt very powerful. And I had mm-hmm. hand, I had room for my hands. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't worried about, like, passing the microphone and, like, that kind of shit. And it was so nice. Yeah. It definitely presents a different image from a presenter's mm-hmm. standpoint of being able to use your hands and just mm-hmm. not being the person holding a mic. Because that's more presentational. Headset is more conversational, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Well, and with a hand, like if you have the like handheld, for the most part, usually you're like passing it around like to the couple or something because they usually don't have the lapel then. Right. And then it's like in and out of spottiness or like you're saying something and then they go. And a lot of time I notice that like the officiant keeps it and then they don't give it to the couple. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, we can't hear the couple. We can only hear you pretty nice, like nicely. Or you do. And then it's really awkward because right. they're going into it. Right. And so, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like the the feel of it. It doesn't feel as clean as like you were saying. And it looks better in the pictures too, in right. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Especially for videos if they're like recording their vows. Because a lot of videos will record their vows and use that kind of as a backtrack. And so when they cut to the vow shot, if they all have a mic in their face, it just looks a lot better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we have a bunch of listener questions. Cool. What did you ask them about? Um, we kind of did, but we kind of didn't. So, But there's a couple that like I just want to touch on. Did you have any least favorite songs? Least favorite songs as far as yours? a DJ? I would say yours and then also like what you think the crowd's least favorite songs maybe. Yeah, like too. what songs never bring people to the dance floor? Oh, okay. Or that you just hate doing. Yeah, my least favorite song is Happy. Pharrell, Pharrell Williams. Uh, hate yeah. that song. Worst song ever. Like Most that. people call him like, Pharrell. I like that you hate Pharrell. it. Pharrell, yeah. Sorry. I'm it's not like, as, oh. I'm not a French, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, happy, hate that song. Also, shout, hate that song. Oh, I love that you say these things. I, I hate shout. Songs. Oh, worst song ever. And sometimes people request it. I'll be like, fine, it'll probably work for this group. I'll play it. Right. Um, but yeah, hate that song. I think shout is the same with Twist with me. I yeah, hate it's, both of them. Yeah, they're both kind of like the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Kind of with, um, what's the s- sister sludge? We are oh, family. We are family. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like the 55 or 60-year-old aunt who like oh, is super him. into it they'll mm-hmm. come up and rec- it's like the same person who requests that song every time <laughs> they look exactly the same they talk exactly the same like there's like, a person do people request the YMCA anymore? Oh, I've been yes. to the YMCA oh. forever I don't know the last time I stepped foot into a YMCA but I hate <laughs> when they play it I didn't play it for a year. I haven't played it for the last year except for the past three weekends. Oh, there was a bride who was adamant that I played it. I she was like, what? the YMC is dead. Don't, I'm not, I, I don't think we should play it. Yeah, She's like, no. no, you have to play it. Like, this is a jam. So when she, when you played it at that wedding for her? So I played it and it rocked. Like everyone Oh, people it. did oh. love it? I know. I was so I disappointed. Like I didn't want to be your... But I think that was kind of like a one-off. Right? Yeah, so I tried it the yeah. next weekend and it rocked. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, this can't, be, can't coming be coming back. back. No, there's no way. So mm-hmm. I played it this weekend, like yesterday. Yeah. And it sucked. So I was like, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> You're like, well, I mean, I look bad there, but whatever. Yeah. It's and fine. And this is why but you also have it. a mixing board so you can be like, 
we out of here yeah oh you know what's one thing okay i just love like hype music but people play like the macarena and that i'm not a huge fan of but i do if it's one of those they're trying to get people on the dance floor because everyone knows the macarena yeah um but i like which people don't usually only like one dj i've ever heard do it where they remixed it into the Macarena um, by, like, Tyga. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's really yep. dirty. So, like, you have, to be, uh, yeah. you have to know your audience. But I love playing that But I that love person. it. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, every time they play it, I'm like, please do it. Please do it. And then it's never. And it's probably not the right vibe for, like, the people at my wedding. Sometimes but, it is. Like, 1130, yeah. they're hammered. They're, like, loving the rap. Like, you throw a little A Macarena because uh-huh. that's the title of it. Uh-huh. And they just go ham. Uh-huh. I love it. Except then it's hard because, like, then does it really make sense to play Macarena to start with? Like oh. at that time of Oh, night. so they start. No, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're doing it at 1130, you know the A Macarena is going to be yeah. good. Yeah. But if you start with Macarena, people are going to be like, it's 1130 where we just play get low. Like we're not really interested in the Macarena. But then you switch it to A Macarena. And they're like, yeah. At that point, I'll just start with A Macarena. I'll I say like screw regular Macarena. Yeah. Let's just party. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there any advice for outdoor ceremonies and what is to be expected? Like, so hypothetically, let's say you're coming to Chancasco to do an outdoor ceremony. Mm-hmm. What what do you need or what do, what should DJs do? Like, what do they need? You can say know? anything if you're like, for outdoor if, ceremony. If even yeah. if they're like. So I was just going to say at Chancasco, it was like the middle of September, a month ago, uh-huh. two months ago, whatever. Um, the pouring rain ceremony. Do you remember that? Oh, well, we had a couple of those. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> So I can't remember which one. Do we? Do we? Do they move it inside, or is it the one that they left outside? No, we left it outside. Okay. And yeah. So, oh, this was Chris's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, it was mine. Nope. Oh, and no, it wasn't yours. Sorry. Yeah, it was Chris's. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's like it, it's probably probably not gonna rain. Probably gonna rain. And then we look at the radar. It's like yeah, it's gonna rain like right before the ceremony. Mm-hmm. So we started. It's dry. Halfway through the ceremony, it starts pouring. But and I was doing video and DJ at the time, so I had like thirty thousand dollars worth of gear outside. Mm-hmm. and thank God I had all these little clip-on umbrellas that I keep in my car because otherwise my shit would have been ruined because everyone sat through the pouring rain, but I clipped an umbrella on my cameras, clipped an umbrella over my DJ stuff. Do you have but an umbrella hat? I should. You should get one. <laughs> that would be legit. Like, like little like <laughs> pop-on things. Yeah. That would be That'd legit. That would be adorable. <laughs> but, I mean, f- you guys can probably speak to this too, but I think as a outdoor ceremony – you have to be like totally okay with the fact that it might rain. You have to go inside. Mm-hmm. Like you can't set your expectations and hopes on being outside mm-hmm. because it might get totally crushed. And I don't want you to right. feel like disappointed that you have to go inside when that should have been the expectation. Mm-hmm. Now I will. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say just because this happens every. This is this is literally my every weekend. Yeah, problem. you got like sometimes three outside. Yeah, and it's I try and tell them ahead of time, but some people are just so gung ho. They're like, we will do it outside, and most of the time it works out, and that's great. Yep. But it doesn't always work out, and it's it's hard to to watch because they are so upset internally because it's not working out the way they planned. Yep. But they're not. It's it, it's hard to like change your mindset and try and be like okay with something when you see it a certain way. I mean, it's your dang wedding day, so I I get it. Yep. But it's hard, yeah. And like also trying to listen to maybe others like myself or another vendor when they're trying to say like, hey, it's not looking good. We can plan better now if we decide to move it inside, yep. so that 
we don't have to deal with that where you're halfway through a ceremony and it's downpouring. Yep. But some people are so gung-ho where they're like, we will do it. And you know what? I've seen the fun photos where you see it on – it's an Instagram moment. It's yep. like Instagram versus reality where like Instagram is watching the couple kiss in the pouring rain and it's so sexy and it's so liberating and whatever. Yep. And then you see – but then – that's Instagram. Reality is literally like the DJ. This <laughs> sucks. Yeah, yeah, like literally trying to cover your stuff up because, and with your umbrellas and trying to like still get the shots and photographers still trying to use your equipment and do your job, but having to fight that and like that no one's thinking about that except for you guys. Right. Yeah, because they're not mm-hmm. responsible for it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. They're still expecting you to perform everything. Yep. They still want that music when they're walking down in the rain. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, the other thing as for an outdoor ceremony, I think, from a DJ perspective is wind noise on the mics. Mm-hmm. And this can be a really tricky thing um, for some DJs who don't have as much experience maybe messing with audio. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be really, really annoying to sit through a 20-minute ceremony when all you hear is... Oh, for sure. Like, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. So being able to... A lot of times what fixes it is just cutting out a lot of the low end, which ends up making the efficient sound a little bit tinny. Like they're talking in a tin can, mm. but it's way better than listening to yeah, like it's yeah, the worst. Yeah. So just having that little trick in your back pocket really helps for windy ceremonies. One thing I've heard from a different DJ, I don't remember who it was or how long ago this was, but like having a mobile hotspot or yeah. Wi-Fi, like stuff like that. So it's like, is that something like you have on hand? So like all of a sudden like a song you don't have or like is all your music connected to like the cloud or like something like is that something you're concerned with ever so for all of the hard songs like their ceremony songs their first dance the grand entrance i buy all of those songs like as mp3 so i have them on a hard drive i have them on my computer so like if the world shuts down we don't have internet i have that music like not even Mm -hmm. spotify downloaded like buy the hard copy i got something to tell you you probably cringe at tell me let's hear it well you can finish i don't know if okay i got like two more points yeah. on it but yeah buy the hard copies and then i also have a spotify downloaded playlist on an ipod as a backup because i have my computer with my dj set up mm-hmm. hard copies ready to go and then if that like shifts the bed i have a backup downloaded on spotify so mm-hmm. like i've got a redundant system yeah instead of like streaming or anything like that's a bad idea for hard songs where everyone's watching mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah Let's hear your story. I had a DJ who's on my mental blacklist. Oh, no. Um, It has been even before this, but they slipped through the cracks and um, didn't download any music and was going through YouTube. Oh, no. um, Out in our ceremony in Forest. Oh, no. So, I mean, we had the, like, power box and everything, but that it has an Ethernet port, so you should be able to connect Ethernet so you have your own internet, but I don't know, like, we didn't provide an Ethernet cord for them, so they maybe just didn't have one with them either. Yep. Um, but was trying to use their hots, or they couldn't connect to our Wi-Fi, and I just don't know if, like, their hotspot wasn't working or they didn't have a hotspot and they weren't using it. And I can't help if your compat- system's not compatible. Like, we have this... the the internet we have the password like i honestly i don't know what else more to do from there in time you cannot help everybody yeah and they were plus that was their system they were using youtube for everything yeah and the music didn't was not coming through and i was like fluffing the dress for the bride and i happened to know her like she used to like work here and everything too and so we were friends and she's like is there music and i was like 
I don't hear anything going. Oh, no. And so I went to go around to check. Oh, no. And for one, like, even though I did have this conversation that technically this is not in my description of things I should be doing, but I was like, well, you can't walk down with no music. Gotta fix so this. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I went to go figure out what's going on and be like, hey, she's ready to walk down the aisle. Like, she's been planning. All the bridesmaids have walked down. What's happening? And w- when I'm going over to check, she starts walking. And he does not have it going. So she walked down completely silent. That's horrible. I literally wanted so to stop and be like, redo. We're you're you're going back down the aisle again. Like this is not the way this is happening. But and That's it was so just horrible. like spotty through the whole thing. No. And I we went to the reception because um, it was offsite, and he was just as worse there. Like it was it was. <gasps> oh, wait, we horrible. talked about this. Yeah, yeah we have talked about this before. Like and I'll tell you about the reception. We can talk about it, like after this. But it was yeah, it was not good. I feel so bad for that bride just sitting here. Right. That's horrible. Even in her speech, like, you know, your speech at the after dinner service. Yeah. It was kind of like saying that things didn't go as planned. And you know that, like, there was maybe other things, like personal stuff, too. Yep. But, like, enough where it was also the DJ. And uh, she was telling, like, everyone. Throwing shade on the DJ yeah. in her speech. Yeah. But, like, more so of, like, a I'm sorry, it's not perfect kind of thing. Like, yeah. not like a this fucking guy sucks, even yeah. though she should have been saying that. But it was more just, like, things didn't go, like, but it's still, like, great day. But so I just felt bad. That Yeah, that's yep. a tough situation. Mm. Okay. Um, is there any, like, suggestions, words of advice, literally anything that you want to make known to people looking for a DJ, people wanting to get started in this comp or in this like realm, like what, what is your best advice for everybody? Words of advice for, for from a DJ perspective. Um, it's a very broad question. That is that is super broad. I, I guess I want to take it in. Uh, I'm gonna break it down to specific bits. So for. Bride specifically, I would say there's a couple things throughout the night that are really, really helpful from a facilitating a flow standpoint of keeping the night moving. So one, between the time that you sit down for your prayer for dinner and the time that we get the dance started, um, the faster we can keep things moving and the faster we can dismiss your guests, in my opinion, the better. So um, for instance, if we want to start speeches and you're like, hey, I need to use the bathroom. Well, going to the bathroom isn't just going to the bathroom. You have to walk all the way across the room and six people are going to stop and talk to you. And then you're going to go to the bathroom and then you walk all the way back and six people are going to stop and talk to you. Mm-hmm. So it's 25 minutes later. Um, and by that time, the guests are restless. They're like, what's next? Like, we want to get this started. Like, we want to start dancing or like, get the party started. So just being aware of, like, power through dance, speeches, games if you're doing any. And then you can go visit with your guests. Like, hey, guys, you know, I'll catch up with you later. But right now we got to get speeches started. So that's like, I guess, one pet peeve of mine when I'm trying to start the first dance and everyone's trying to talk to him. I get it. They haven't talked to him. They haven't seen him yet because they did their ceremony. They did their social hour. The bride and groom probably weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to talk to everybody. Get it. But at the that's same like point. That's the biggest thing throughout the whole night yeah. is mm-hmm. them just talking to people that you had to fight with, to right. be honest. Right. Like there's, I mean, after the first dances, maybe there's nothing else that they have to do. So it's okay. They can talk to whoever they want the whole night. But yeah. until then, it's important to be doing things and they always get stuck. Right, yeah. getting getting caught up. So like, mm-hmm. and you get caught up with one person, but it slows down the rest of the group. So just being mindful of like, okay, we got to get through speeches, and then you're home free, right? Go to the bathroom, get done. Let's 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 keep moving. So that's one really helpful thing that I think, because otherwise you lose your guests. Um, and speaking on the losing the guest point, um, you can really 
like if you leave them sit too long, it's really, really hard to bring them back into speeches once they've all gotten up, mm-hmm. especially in open air venues like mm-hmm. barns and stuff where the garage doors are open and they can walk. Like everyone leaves and then they're like, hey, we're ready to start speeches. So I'm like, yeah, you've been talking to everybody. I'm trying to get you to start speeches and now it's going to be really hard to start speeches. Yep, yeah, we've had this conversation we, many we, times. Yeah. Every wedding is part of my conversations like during the time, like, oh, and the fall time is the worst because we have like uh golden hour photos or like yes and it's during the fall time dinner yes. and the first dances and speeches and going out all that happens at the same fucking test out yes exactly and so i'm like your timeline is so tight yep. i need you to follow this like it's very important and if they don't have a coordinator i'm like we're done like yes i here here's my suggestion please make it ha- like this yep. is so, have someone following this like i don't yep. know no to totally you. yeah exactly because it all lands right at the same time speeches mm-hmm. like golden hour photo like it all just crams in at one point and they gotta pee and then that's 30 yeah, minutes later right and then all the guests got up and are like are mm-hmm. mingling and then you want to try and start speeches and nobody's like in the mental headspace to listen to speeches yeah. at that point yeah so that's super hard um another really helpful thing that i've found lately is for the grand entrance either doing all the guys and all the girls coming in at once i love yes. that yes. i'm seeing a yes. lot of that lately and i love it thank yeah. you tiktok it is yeah and it is it's just so much better it like less, less awkward yes mm-hmm. like the girls know each other. The guys know each other. You're not yeah. walking in with a fucking stranger. Then you're like, hi, what's your name? Okay, sounds good. How are we going to be clever? Yeah. yeah. Let's shotgun Ooh. a beer. Like, yep. that's what uh, they all do. You're so yep. clever. I even though everyone's done that. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So. You know, I'm the fastest, so I'll beat everyone, so I should do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's really fun. I think it's really cool, <laughs> especially if you can convince your guys and your girls to own it and do something cool with it when they have yeah. all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's the one I did the Capitol Room, I don't know, two or three the, weeks the ago. The guys, like, sang a song. They they performed oh, a thing. They yeah. Per- they did a performance, and the girls are standing there like, fuck, we lost. Yeah, we totally lost. <laughs> Was it, like, a battle between who could do better? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, oh, like, each, like, like the either if the girls won, they all got a free drink, or if the guys won, they all got a free drink. Oh, yep. I like that. Backburning that. Yeah. And the guys sang a song. I don't remember what the girls said. To be honest, I think the girls just came in and like took a shot, like tried to be all fun girly or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. in like 2019, I was in uh, one of my girlfriend's weddings, so this is before people like did this a lot. I feel like I don't don't think I saw it before then, really. Um, I was in a wedding and we did that where the girls walked in, and that was when, um, oh shoot, what's the do the hoedown and Um, Michael Brown? Oh, yeah, 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 get up, yeah, 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 get get up. up. Um, we all, it was like when that was just like the cool thing. So at her mm. bachelorette party a month or two before, or a month before that, well, sorry, three weeks before because I had lost my teeth and then I remembered I oh, needed shit, to make sure to get teeth before. So, oh, yeah, I gotta get my teeth. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> so three weeks before we had all learned the dance so that we knew, we knew it and we're like, we should do this as we go in. So that was fun because it was kind of like before the trend. That is cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. We did a get it. The other one I've seen for the fun guys and girls is the guys do like a mock football scene and oh, then there's always oh, like yeah. the little one like the ring bear or whatever yeah. catches the touchdown pass and everybody loves that oh, yeah. Yeah. especially if you like throw a real football across the room maybe like you talk to your event coordinator about um, that i just appeared and i was like what is it doing here but it was really really cool when it worked but maybe yeah. maybe like there's yeah. a lot of liability there um the other thing that i think has been really fun for the grand entrance if you have like if you know your wedding party is fun and you want them to own it put like a hundred dollar cash prize on whoever wins the best grand entrance right so tell your couples like hey guys a hundred dollar cash prize we got we got a prize for you guys whatever it is free drinks hundred bucks 
Um, and then it's audience applause. So then that forces the couples to get super creative if they're like, hey, 100 bucks on the line. Let's like, let's like own this. So then I've seen some really, really fun and cool, um, I guess, things come out of the grand entrance when that is kind of put into play. And then the audience kind of likes it too because then they get to vote based on applause at the end. Uh-huh. We line them all up. Hey, who mm-hmm. thinks couple number one? Who thinks couple number two? Based on your applause. And then I love that. It's kind of just a and, fun thing. And that's um, and that's uh, checking your first box of trying to get the crowd. Like that's like your yeah. first time, like trying to get the crowd mm-hmm. ready right. to go. So and works in your favor too. The last thing about the grand entrance is I think it really sets the tone for the night as far as energy level. So if mm-hmm. you come in high energy and then you ramp up to the dance, mm-hmm. it it works a lot better getting to a higher energy dance versus if you skip the grand entrance, which I've done a couple of times, bride and groom don't want it, which is totally fine. In my opinion, it feels more like a graduation party. Everyone comes in, mm-hmm. they, sit, they sit down, you know, you have your pulled pork mm-hmm. sandwich mm-hmm. and we talk. Because um, those are usually a lot more of the less formal ones, which you guys obviously don't deal with as much being you have real venues. But if I'm doing a shop venue or like a barn venue. Yeah. To be honest. Pricey. Yeah. That's how we did ours where we didn't make our bridal party do a grand entrance. And it kind of felt that way. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like a party. It kind right. of felt like because we also had a band too. And the band was a little bit slower, a little bit quieter because that's the vibe that we wanted. But like now looking back, I'm like, I wish we would have like partied really hard. Mm-hmm. yeah i think it totally like brings the and some like yes i can see where some people would think is like a little bit cringy but mm-hmm. i think hit it hard with with mm-hmm. high energy and fun yeah you start to notice things though as you work weddings and it makes a difference right so <laughs> okay okay well the last part is there anything else that you wanted to make sure you talked about yeah um, you said you had some points i had a couple things oh, oh my you God, even did notes a- i did that's not a couple <gasps> I, well, we talked about a lot of this oh stuff already. Oh, my goodness. Look at He's couple. prepared. I you had two. He's more prepared than we were for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Ooh, the cold sparklers. I want to yes. touch on this. I'm a big yeah. fan. Yeah. Love them. They're so Except cool. for, uh-huh. um, thank you for coming to my rescue yesterday. <laughs> yes. Because I didn't want to call Matt. And I'm like, I'm texting Alex. and be like, so the cold sparklers, I can't get them to work. I plugged them in. They're warming. I just, nothing's coming out. And he, he calls me. He's like, okay, do this, do this, do this. Um, also, I still have not replaced my flat nose thing. So I had to go to Ace Hardware and buy one. Well, there should have been one in the bin. No. Oh, well, that needs to be changed because then I'm going to be screwed if there's not one in the bin. Apparently, you needed a flat, not flat nose, needle nose, like. To unjam them. Thing. Yeah. yeah, to unjam them. Unjam them. And the last time I needed a needle nose players, I had to ask Alex for his because I couldn't find mine. Mm-hmm. And yes. Which so. is the one that yeah. should have been in the box, but is clearly not. No, it's not in the box. You need that for next time. Shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, cold sparklers. Two things on these. I think they're really cool. Because it's like a rock concert, right? You go to a rock mm-hmm. concert and it's super cool to be there. But if you watch it on YouTube, not cool. Like it's mm-hmm. still cool. Like you see the lights, you see the fun. Mm-hmm. Like you see the pictures of the cold sparklers. They're cool. They're pretty. But like being there, it provides just a total different ambiance, especially for your grand entrance first dance. Literally, the couple I was talking to them this morning when they came for pickup, and the bride goes, "I was talking to one of our tables, and they literally started." sobbing during the grand entrance because of the cold sparklers but like it was just such a magical moment it's so these, cool like, colts and these yeah. really like is. fireworks are going off and like Inside you two are coming out yeah and it's not gonna hype a crowd i don't know yeah. what will yeah did them during the first dance and then they all did like piano man at the end so i had every i had the couple standing in the center mm-hmm. and i had the cold sparklers like right next to them and everybody surrounded them and everybody took their pants off Classic. um i was yep. gonna say how often does piano man do you play or do you play piano man every night every okay. time 
See, a lot of people don't know what it is, and I'm like, how do you not know what this is? I see it literally every Saturday, yeah. Friday and Saturday. Well, night. and then they're all shocked when all the men start taking their pants off. Yeah. And, and I'm like, like, this is I literally this is what it yep. This is another Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I, I just really hope the men match their underwear to their shirts. But, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't get one of the cold sparklers to work because I realized that the DJ unplugged uh, one of the cords. So the left one was going DJs. and the right one was not Wait, going. That's the whole reason the one wasn't going when you thought it wasn't working? Yeah. Oh. Um, and then I'm like swaying with one of like a, a group of people because I was trying to get the cold sparklers to work. And I'm like, it just has to hit 550 and then it'll be ready to go. And also the guy looked at me and goes, it's 550. Hit it. And I did. And then the cold sparklers oh, went off and it was fun. amazing. So they knew my, they knew my tricks. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, cold sparklers. And then like, there's a lot of, as Megan just described, gotchas to running them. Like oh, so, if you think you're going to, so run, stressful. if you think like you as the bride or groom or like uncle is going to rent these and then use these, just know that there's a lot of baggage that comes with it. Yeah. As in like venue shouldn't allow it unless it's going to be one of the vendors professionals. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah. Especially, I'm going to tell an embarrassing story on these. Um, So they're cold sparklers. You can put your hand in them. They won't burn you. Like, you can literally hold your hand in them. It feels, like, mildly warm. I had these out at a venue earlier this summer, this fall, I guess, and I set them by the grand entrance door. Um, I'm going to use them for the grand entrance when they came in. Well, little did I know, they had dried flowers for their floral, and then two of the bridesmaids happened to set them on the floor right next to the sparklers during the grand entrance, which I didn't see because like I'm talking to the crowd, I'm doing the grand entrance. So the bride, you know, the bride and groom come in, I hit the sparklers for the grand entrance. Woof, they go off and these dried flowers burst into flames right next to the door. They're not that hot though. That's why I was so, so confused. Cause like, I'm like, you can put your hand in these. This is like totally fine. Like, I'm not worried about it. That's why I wasn't like super concerned about paying close, close attention. Like oh, I'm still close shit. attention. I mean, but when you have them going off, how close are they to anything else? I always try and space them way away from anything that is even mildly combustible. Right. So like anything that could like the flame or right. the fake flames or whatever, they come off of it. So it right. hit something. They, they shouldn't hit anything at least. Right. But and I, did. like dried flowers is probably one of the most combustible things. Right. So I think like my odds were screwed in the wrong favor. Uh, for that but like you gotta be careful like you can burn a place down they are safe like i did call like the fire department before i did this before i got them and i'm like hey are these like okay are these good and they like did a little research on it like yeah it's fine Mm -hmm. just be careful with them um but yeah like that was super embarrassing so like you said if you're gonna have someone do it like have a professional that like owns them don't just have go out and rent them yourself and then there's lots of just prep and maintenance that go along with them. Unless it's Megan and I have a lot of people backing up me. Yes. To like it, take care of them. Yes. <laughs> You're a professional. You're the <laughs> Yeah, I am a professional. Yep. But yeah, and don't say you're dry flowers. I had Alex on speed dial. It was like, <laughs> he walked me through because I couldn't get him to turn on. Like they were working, but like the, the sparks weren't coming out. And he's just like, okay, well, stick your needle in those pliers in there. Twist it a little bit and it'll, it'll work. And they yep. did. Yep. Because they can get a little jammed up sometimes. But yeah, and don't set your dry flowers next to them. Bad idea. Thankfully, we're like at a barn venue, so it was like right next to the door. We just threw them outside. Easy. Okay, what else is on your list? Um, Long list. Yeah. HVAC noise. I texted Megan last night. This drove me (laughs) up a wall. For the ceremony and for speeches, they had these massive, um, giant HVAC systems in this big building, Mm -hmm. big event center. 
and during speeches it started up and during um, the ceremony it started up and it's so loud and so distracting is it just mm. like literally like whoosh, yeah but oh, like no noise level 100 oh, and no. i totally appreciate that when was it the eight like was it heat trying to like pump through yeah it was like the furnace right Ooh. Was yeah. it an old so, building? Um, old building renovated to a new building. Yeah. So you know how like in, in the Capitol we have our like our H racks on the side and like when it's on it's loud. Yeah. I I guess I've never heard it really. I'm not oh. really there very well that makes me feel good that people don't notice it. But like we always shut down our system during the ceremony and speeches because it's so loud and can be kind of distracting. Way distracting. Mm. And so the system that the place that he was at like very recently, like it did not shut down, and he's texting me. He's just like, "I'm so thankful that Capital shuts down their HVAC system because this is obnoxious. It's yeah. horrible. It's so so loud. Like there was a videographer there, and I felt so bad because all of their audio was like totally screwed for that. Is there any way like to to make send like mention to them, like maybe reach out to the venue and just say, like, "Hey, just to let you know, like other venues turn this off. You should maybe think about doing that." As a bride, yeah. I mean, I would just touch base with the venue. Yeah. Or, like, because you were there now and you might end up being there again or they have weddings every weekend, you could just reach out and just, like, be like, I hey, should. I was a DJ. If you I should. Here, maybe suggestion, take it or leave it, and just don't sound the, the, <laughs> Trying to sound like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> the thermostat was right behind me, too, but it was during the middle of the ceremony, and it was basically the front of their wedding. And I didn't oh. want to, like, go up and, like, start messing with the thermostat, but at the same time, I did mm-hmm. while everyone's watching. Like, it was – I didn't do it, but I, I don't know. It was a point of conflict. Mm -hmm. You sent me that message, and I'm like, oh, shit. Well, also, like, that just shows that I'm doing things okay. Right, see? I'm I'm doing an okay job. Even if you don't (laughs) have, like, the newest addition to something, you work with what you have, and you make it the best, and you've... You fix any flaws that you can. Or do it from a venue standpoint like Chankatska and have a silent HVAC unit. Right. But if you're renovating an old space, yeah, you necessarily can always do that. Right. Um, Another quick thing to hit on is uh, Last First Dance. Have you guys talked about this before? (gasps) Oh, Oh my God. I love Last First Dance. We have not talked about it, though. Okay. Last First Mm -hmm. Dance. Really cool. Sometimes it totally fails because you can't get your drunk guests out. Like, Mm -hmm. if you want an empty room and expect an empty room, don't expect an empty room because sometimes your hammered guests are not going to leave. Right. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll join you. Yeah. Unless, like, you literally be an asshole and say, you have mm-hmm. to leave now. Like, yeah. as or either like, the go DJ. sit down at a table. Yeah. Let them have this moment. Pretend like you're not here. Yep. So, super cool. But just, mm-hmm. like, be aware of the fact that you may or may not get an empty room. Mm-hmm. Are you doing that a lot? I am t- doing it a lot more this year. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, every once a month I'd do it. Yeah. Do but, you, like, ask for it or do they ask for it? Um, I usually don't bring it up. Okay. Um, but maybe I should because it is kind of fun. Yeah. I like it in the summertime when you can have like the couple out there and be like, we are going to get ready for like a grand, like a a grand exit. Like everybody go outside. The bride and groom are going to share one last dance and then you hand like whatever the exit-y thingy is going to be to the guests. And then the couple finishes their dance. They run out to their getaway car and then they disappear. Yep. Mm -hmm. So. That is cool. Okay. Uh, We're long we're pushing so, yeah okay what else uh, let me look we see if there's any more things the craziest story so you yep, can say we, anything you okay need to. one other thing i think that think is super cool is turning phone flashlights on for the first and last dance if they're doing it like get a big oh, circle around cute. you yeah. turn phone flashlights on super cool pictures Shut up all the lights in the venue yep phone mm-hmm. flashlights super fun um other than that we talked about a lot of no need to <laughs> 
one helpful tip, parent dances. A lot of couples aren't liking the parent dances because I think it's awkward. So if you do your parent dance, you start it out for 30 seconds, and then you have any other mothers or sons or fathers or daughters join. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I like that. That has alleviated a lot of, like, the spotlight stress that some couples get mm-hmm. um, for that or, like, awkwardness. They don't want to dance with their mom for three and a half minutes. I get mm-hmm. that. Dance for 30 seconds, call up everybody else. Um, a fun solution. That I think is helpful. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think those are the big things that, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. We need to know your craziest stories. You you kind of mentioned a couple early on. So if you even want to do like a, like a couple little tiny snippets. Yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll cover a couple stories really quick. One. I had a dad, a bride's dad, really, 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 really mad because he wanted this old-fashioned polka dance. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah, I told you this story. He wanted a really, really old-fashioned polka dance. Nobody in the room, like we asked everybody, like, what's the song for this polka dance? Nobody knew what it was. Um, And then I like Googled it and everything, like trying to find the song from like, I bent over backwards trying to figure this out. And like I played him a bunch of different songs and the headphones couldn't find it. He got so mad that I as the DJ had the audacity to not know what his song was for his dance. So his he, one polka dance, you yeah. your song you didn't know. Yeah. Jeez. And so he ended up getting super mad and like he shoved me. He was saying really Ooh. nasty things to me. It was like and he was really, really hammered by this point in the mm-hmm. night. So like not there's an that there's an excuse, but there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Um but that was that was ugly. That shook me up a little bit because he was a big dude. Um, the other really, really, this one, this one is funny. Um, met with a couple. I'm like, Hey, how'd you guys meet? We're like, Oh yeah, we met at a bar. Like it was, you know, casual. I'm like, okay, cool. I show up to the ceremony and I'm like, there's a lot of cleavage at the ceremony. Like what? There's an abnormal amount of cleavage (laughs) in the guests for the same, like Uh, for like the venue and everything. Yeah. I was at the courtyard Marriott. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, old classy that's right and i'm like there's like big time cleavage here and so like i asked the Sarah, the officiant because he was a friend of the groom like yeah so how did they meet again because i had forgotten he was like oh yeah they you know they kind of just like met at a bar i'm like okay cool whatever uh, but he like totally avoided he was like steering around things so you knew you weren't getting the full answer like i had an inkling but i wasn't super conscious of it right so we get to the dance and the bride had this full list of songs of like old Beach Boys songs and like really old stuff. She's like, you have to play my playlist. I'm like, How okay. old was this couple? Mid to upper 20s, oh. standard. You have to play the Beach Boys, like all this really old stuff. And I'm like, I don't think this is going to work the best, but you know, if this is what you want, I'll certainly play it. So I play all this music. Nobody's dancing. I'm like, I'm playing your playlist. It's not really working. She's like, yeah, just keep playing it. I'm like, okay. Um... Ooh, that'd be hard to be stuck into a playlist. It was, because of, yep. yeah, and it makes me look terrible. But I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, this is what I'm paid to do. Um, I'm playing it. 10 o'clock rolls around, the bride gets super hammered, and all of her friends show up. And Wait, they weren't there earlier? They weren't there earlier. Well, so a lot of her this, friends, this but these are the like cleavage? the special friends. <laughs> there, there were, some of the special friends were there, but a lot more special friends show up. And so 10 o'clock rolls around and the bride is hammered and she's like asking me to play all of these like really, really raunchy songs. Why did it go from that to that? Alcohol. Why did we have to switch it? Alcohol. And then uh, all of her friends that showed up happened to be strippers. 
okay, I knew this was where this I mean, was yeah, going. I, I had a feeling. Too. That's I why feeling. I was like, wait, what, what? what's with the cleavage? And, you know, I had a little bit of an inkling on this because the best man completely roasted the groom for the speech of, like, um, how he married a stripper. Because the bride was a stripper, and she invited all her stripper friends. And then from 10.30 to 1 a.m. Most of them, like, to be called dancers, dancers, but it's fine. Yes. We had a strip club at the Courtyard Marriott for three <laughs> hours. <laughs> yes. Full, like, X-rated oh. stripping. Oh, like, Oh, like, down to panties and bras? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, How old were you when this was happening? Club. This was last year. No. Okay, so at least you were legal. At least I was Could legal. you imagine being a 15-year-old oh my God. DJing a wedding? And also, like, bras and titties are out, like... <laughs> And these are like. Also, could you imagine being the professionals that are working there and be like, "Is this okay?" Yeah. Also, like, is that legal? Actually, Can, sure. Do we no need shoes to or shut service down unless stuff? it is at Medi's. It was wild. Like, and I was totally blindsided by this because I'm like, "Yeah, they met at a bar. Oh, they met at a strip club. He married a stripper." Like, I mean, good for them. But good for yeah, them. I love it. And phenomenal. I just I mean, saw I them again. I just saw them again two weeks ago at another wedding because I did their friend's wedding, and I love the two of them. They're super fun. They're Obviously awesome people. they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> but like, wow, was that wild? And he's like, you're going to have a story for the rest of your life. And I'm like, yes, I do have a story for the rest okay, of my life. Okay, but I still don't get why they made you stick to a certain playlist earlier in the day if you knew they knew it would end up that way later. Like, why would Maybe they let they you just do it, anything? Maybe they kept it like PG for But he could have kept it PG doing anything. He, the, the groom told me last week, he was like, we didn't intend for that to happen. Like that, we didn't, we didn't, that oh. was not the plan. But he was like, we're totally cool with it. But oh. that was, and all the X-rated songs were because the bride told me to play them. I like, I didn't. I wouldn't have played any of those songs otherwise. But. Also, did you already have them or did you have to download them? No, I do Spotify for that stuff. Oh, okay. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder what we have to do as venue. Like, because I let people take their pants off. Groomsmen always right. have their if shirts you know the off. Like, last song when they do the yeah. um, Piano Man Ooh, anyway. I mean, this last week and people are pretty naked. But, like, <laughs> no genitalia was hanging out. But, like, if you start seeing penises and nipples, like... Do we have to shut a party down? Well, you don't ever see the teens. Did you see one of those? I don't know. No, usually you don't see those. They, they were. You never know, though. They were covered, but like barely covered. But like as venue people, do we have to shut a party down? Right, I don't. Because know. also like free the nipple campaign, like nobody wears bra these days. Like, well, that's different. And as a DJ, like, do I keep playing the music and condoning it and like? Oh yeah. Continuing yeah. the party. Or do you have to tell people like? The bride. Who's asking for what do you like how do you yeah where do you draw the line we're like hey i'm sorry like y'all need to put your shirts back on as return right like, we're stopping this party right or it's like it's also a private event it's not like it's a city right organate organized right. function it's, right thank god that's only happened once and not like six times but interesting these are questions i've never thought of yeah, i've definitely had people get fucked in the bathrooms yeah. in the basement of the cap room so they've definitely been naked but i didn't see it so blowjobs Fucked in the bathroom at the Capitol room. Just a quick piggyback off that. <laughs> at least five times. Like, full five finger count. Have I walked into the men's bathroom right as some dude is getting head in the handicapped stall at the end of the night? Like, you walk in, you hear the girl giggling, and you're like, I'm pretty sure what's happening. And then you hear the belt, like, undo and, like, the pants drop, and you're like, yep, I'm just going to leave. I don't need to pee anymore. Yeah, like, goodbye. I'll hold it. Oh, man. Yep. But wow. We were, we were talking about this before the podcast. Like, 
I've heard this a lot of times in the men's bathroom, but you guys maybe not in the girls really. And no. maybe it's because like before I leave, oftentimes I use the bathroom. Like before I hit the road, especially if it's a long drive, like I'll use the bathroom, and that's probably the most likelihood that that's yeah. gonna happen. I usually time. most private. Yeah, yeah, but also the fact that like I think that. The guys use bathroom less often than women do. True. So the men's bathroom has a lot less traffic. Yep. And usually, I feel like even even though it's probably an equal amount of whoever is going to be at the wedding, there's probably a little bit more females maybe. Mm-hmm. And there's always, nine times out of ten, you're going to find a Karen. You're going to find someone who's going to get upset about it more likely in the women's bathroom someone who's upset with that happening oh yeah and in the guys there's not as many people who are going to walk in the men's bathroom a male who's going to walk in the men's bathroom and be upset about that yeah they're gonna be like yeah get a guy yeah, yeah. get it yeah or, so mean, it's a safer bet to go into the men's <laughs> i mean even just a woman seeing a dude in the woman's bathroom they're gonna freak out right why is a guy in the woman's bathroom? right but if a guy, going to the bars a guy if i saw a guy if any girl sees a guy in the bathroom they're gonna right. freak out but, but us girls go to the men's bathroom when the line's too long all the time yeah a guy sees a girl in the men's bathroom like hey it's up yeah you're like oh yeah. okay yeah cool whatever mm-hmm. that's probably from like partially a safety standpoint too right but yeah, like yeah. that's no definitely why. yeah we're not scared well shouldn't they shouldn't be as scared of, like me seeing see me in the bathroom in girl, just trying to take care little cynthia yeah hi i just have to pee really quick can you just sneak past you but a girl opens the stall and they see a big dude, like, yeah. that would freak you out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah. I remember Spencer telling me that he was checking things out, like, down in the down outside once, and he caught some some of that happening. Yes. yes. I was like, I don't want to hear about it. Yes. Oh, my God. I've never – I've caught people having sex before, but, like, I just banged on the door really loud, and I'm like, hey, hi. No. You can't be in here. Oh, man. Do you guys well, have any, any crazy stories that you haven't shared already on the podcast? Mm. We've, we shared them. So you have shared them? So yeah. many. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, like, share them weekly, too. Like, whenever As something, they come up. Yes. Yeah. Whenever something weird happens, we usually say something. Yeah. We usually talk about it first, though, and we're like, can we say this? Can we yeah. not say this? But usually we, we'll do a recap at the beginning. Mm. So we'll talk just us and, us and then introduce you, and then mm-hmm. you'll be on. So we usually... Mm-hmm. bring it up then but we did have one episode specifically that like we started bringing that in where we at the end we talked specifically about our crazy stories mm-hmm. yeah we y- there's been a few times though when shit has just gone down at both of our venues and cynthia and i will call and talk to each other for like an hour and a half at after the, the weddings night. yeah mm-hmm. because we're like what the fuck just happened yeah. <laughs> well luckily those are pretty few and far in between though yeah but I only have six weddings left for the year. Woo! I only got one. Oh, you lucky bitch. <laughs> I got three. I'm right in the middle of year two. Ooh, there I we wish go. I had one. There I'm like ready to wrap up. Yeah. I'm ready for the off season. Same. Me too. But we have a lot of other events still until the end of the season. You guys so. do have a lot of like random events in the winter. Mm-hmm. Gotta do something. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna be gone. You do that, Megan. Yeah. Take some you time. You deserve but it. But January, I have. A wedding every single weekend. I have a couple corporate commercial events. See, February I'm booked. March, I got nothing. Good. March is like the blackout for all wedding vendors. Mm-hmm. So fucking nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't get married in March. Don't do it. Don't right. do that. Please to us. don't. Except for wedding <laughs> we shows. There's always like a two wedding shows. No. But I don't even go to one. We're, I would say we're not wedding show people. No, I don't do it. It's not worth it. Not worth our time. Nope. Okay. Um, at the end, end of every episode, we cheers to what we are drinking. And tonight we are drinking the Lone Oak Tree Vineyard Marquette Reserve from Chancasque Winery. It was delicious. It was. Fantastic. 
Um, so yeah. Okay, we'll we're gonna, and then face the contract. And we'll cheers at the same time. Check, Check please. please.